What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 182 of the Tasty Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about all things gaming. My name's Seth, and on this episode, we have a lot to talk about, including Elden Ring, Shadows of the Erd Tree, and the 20 million copies this game has sold. Then we talk about Final Fantasy XIV sneakers that are coming out. Then we got Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. We watch a video on this to see what all the uh, excitement around this DLC is, and then we speculate a bit on what the future of Castlevania Castlevania will be with uh, Konami wanting to start uh, investing in these games again, which is kind of crazy. Then we spent a lot of time talking about Final Fantasy 16, watching hands-on previews of it, and we watched 12 minutes of raw gameplay of the icons, the Garuda fight, all that stuff, and we have a great conversation there. And then we, of course, read you guys' comments, and we talk about VR quite a bit, and then we start talking about uh, Phil Spencer and his leadership of Xbox, and uh, we have some thoughts about it. So uh, make sure to uh, watch this throughout or jump to different parts of the video i have it chaptered so if there's a specific thing you're looking for check that out and uh yeah like comment subscribe if you're brand new and uh i hope you guys enjoy this tasty cast All right, guys, what's going on? Episode 182 of the Tasty Cast. My name's Seth, and joining me today is Chevy on my left, your right. Chevy, we've been doing the gym thing lately. I'm exhausted, but I'm feeling good. We just recently watched uh, Demon Slayer uh, to the Swordsmith Village yep. arc, which is a thing in the theaters we just talked about over on Tasty Cast. Mm-hmm. So make sure to go check that out, guys, if you're curious about that. It's the first episode of the new season of Demon Slayer. And, uh, yeah, a lot of things going on. How you doing? I'm actually feeling pretty good today. I'm not super tired, which is nice. That's what I like to hear. Uh, I'm getting tired. It's starting to hit me. <laughs> I'm sure I will once I like. I've been I've been moving ever since you know we got home still, so I haven't really sat down, vegged yet. That'll probably put me to sleep. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That is one thing that's been helping me lately. Like, uh, I, obviously, this isn't gaming related, but we've been doing the gym thing. We've been hitting it like three times a week. Um, and I've been doing like a fast at night. Like, I'll eat something like high in protein, and then I'll fast over overnight. And uh, since I'm not eating like anything carby or anything, you know, heavy, uh, my energy levels are a lot better lately. They're less, less spikes. It's just more like gradual, oh, I'm awake, oh, I'm getting tired. Um, so yeah, I feel pretty good right now too, in that kind of way. So typically like after work, I'm like exhausted and I, I still feel Mm. like it, but like, you know, right now I'm like, eh, I'm I'm not as bad as I normally am. So, um, definitely beneficial. Um, so glad you're doing good. I'm doing good. Let's talk about a couple topics before we jump into what we've been playing. Obviously we don't do, uh, game releases here anymore. We do it on a separate episode, uh, that did not give up much views. So we might be bringing it back to tasty cast. I don't know. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, play it by ear, but, um, in, in the absence of that, let's uh, talk about some gaming news real fast. So uh, Elden Ring Shadow of the Erd Tree was announced. It's the expansion to Elden Ring. They use the word expansion. And this follows the news that Elden Ring has sold over 20 million copies in less than one year. Um, what, do you, what do you make of all this? There's not really any details uh, outside of some art uh, right here that hopefully people can see. My setup's not prepared for this, but um, yeah. 
pretty vague stuff, but we're getting an expansion. I mean, we all, I think we, it was pretty safe to assume that we were going to get something cause they've done something, um, for all their games for a little while now. Yeah. Um, I am hopeful that expansion means like a huge something. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Um, I mean, the art and the screenshots cool, but it doesn't like give me a lot to yep. go off of because it just, I mean, it just kind of looks like the world. So um, yeah. it is a very nice picture though. Uh, yeah, I think it's really cool looking. Yeah. Uh, that being said, as far as um, just having more content for the game, I, that's fantastic. That's one of the, f- the, the few uh, Soulsborne type games that I've actually like been able to be interested in and sit down and play. Uh, you haven't finished it yet though. No, you've just put more time into the game than I have. So you've just been savoring that game. I'm bad with open world games. Yeah, that's why I don't play them very often. But the beauty of that is you can play it however the hell you want. So true. Um, I also had to I started a second save because of the co-op mod. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, That kind of screwed up my progression. Um, I was going to say something. Oh, the 20 million is um, impressive. Impressive. For any game. Uh, especially for, I, I would say that Soulsborne games are like, even though popular, still kind of a niche type of game. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so for that many copies, it's pretty wild. Um, I mean, one of the biggest, uh, fa- uh, one of the biggest factors of, of praise that Wolong's been getting lately from game journalists is that it's accessible to new people. Um, so even if you do think like the, the, the genres, um, you know, super popular, everybody loves it. Um, it seems like they're talking about, at least for them, that uh, certain people will be more invited to play Wolong as opposed to the other games. Um, and obviously from software doesn't care about that because they're, they're pretty unapologetic about that. But uh, but yeah, so for a game in this genre selling 20 million copies in less than a year is really fucking insane. But there was so much verbal, just like hyping of this game that a lot of people who would have never picked this game up and played it played it well even what? after it came out everyone was just talking about it, talking about yeah. it, talking about it. i mean my tiktok was like every other video seemed to be an Elden ring video so yeah um yeah and you could tell that there was a lot of hype behind it too because anytime i posted anything on tiktok about Elden ring i like was guaranteed a decent amount of views yeah um for a while there um i didn't milk that because that'd be stupid but like anytime i made a video on it you know a lot of people would watch it so definitely was big in the conversation yeah, when it came out, um, which is great because um, I really liked it. I know, um, you know, some people have some nitpicks and some criticisms because they've played all of them and they have you know things they favor in other games and stuff like that. But um, you know, those people, to my knowledge, still enjoyed this game. So um, that's great. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, I need to sit down and and find time to just actually beat the game. So like at least story wise, I'm up to date on an expansion. So. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I know most of the beats at this point, it's been impossible. Well, I mean, Shadow of the Erd Tree makes a lot of sense if you've finished the game. Yeah. So, well, and the part I got to in the story uh, implies, yeah, you know, a whole lot when it comes to the tree. So, yeah, but yeah, uh, very cool. Yeah, I mean, this was my game of the year uh, easily, um, up against tough tough competition so uh i'm very happy to see those sales i think uh you know the game deserves it um from software uh has has been a a fantastic uh dev for so long and uh you know finally it's starting to 
bring in those big numbers that they deserve. I mean, like they've been praised for so long, but like you said, it's been niche. So uh, 20 million is not anything to scoff at for anybody. That's that's crazy, especially within one year. That wasn't like over a long amount of time. So um, very awesome. Game deserves it. And congrats to From for that. Uh, As for the expansion, I'm so excited that we're saying the word expansion in this discussion um, because I was expecting DLC. Of course, the game uh, did well. Uh, they have supported their other games with like a DLC here or there, which t- typically take you, takes you to um, new locations or whatever. But in a game that's this big and open world um, that got so much praise that even they were like, I don't know. I don't know why people liked it so much. <laughs> um, I think, you know, if maybe they had some plans for like a small DLC, I think it's time to throw that in the trash with how well this game did and go like, no, 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 let's go like huge with this. Let's make it like a legit expansion, whole new location, new bosses, new weapons in bigger and bolder way than we've ever done before. Um, And that's what I'm hoping for with this. And so, yeah, them saying the word expansion makes me think they are going to make a like full on new chunk of content bigger than they've done before. And that's what I hope uh, for. Uh, I am speculating here, but um, you know, if we don't get that, then whatever. But uh, it's the perfect opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. I know they got Armored Core coming out this year uh, as well. But, um, you know, they uh, apparently are working on multiple projects. And uh, I hope that they can really support this game the way it deserves to be. Because uh, Elden Ring obviously was a um, was an event in gaming. So, and uh, well, I think it deserves it. For a lot of people, it's going to be their, um, for lack of a better way to put this, their, their Skyrim. They're just going to play it and play it and play it and play it. I felt like that when I played it. I'm like, this is kind of like, I I haven't been playing it lately, but like when I was playing, I'm like, this is like my Skyrim. Like, this is something I I just want to play and explore. Um, I doubt they'll do this. I don't think they'll do it at all, but I think it'd be really interesting with the the, uh, positive reception of that multiplayer mod if they added like a legit multiplayer in Shadow of the Earth Tree. I know they're not going to do it. I know purists are not going to want that, but I think that'd be funny. It would be humorous because a bunch of people on console, when I posted a video about that, uh, were like either upset because it's not a console or they're asking me like, is that going to be on console? I'm like, no, sorry about that. That, That's a dude. It's like someone did that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of people were disappointed with that. So, um, they can make a lot of people happy. They put legitimate, you know, just a constant multiplayer in the game, but, um, they don't need to because obviously they have a shtick and I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to change. So, um, and they don't need to. Uh, yeah. So overall, uh, 20 million sales. That's insane. Awesome to hear. And a new expansion that uh, I'm very excited to see what they do with it. Do you have anything else you want to say on that? Nope. All right. Let us know in the comments what you guys think about Elden Ring Shadow of the Erd Tree in the comments below. Next thing I want to talk to you about that I know you've already seen, but let's talk about it is there's some Final Fantasy shoes coming out mm. uh, for Final Fantasy 14 which I think is very interesting since 16 is coming out. They chose 14 that has a community. So I guess that kind of makes sense. It's also the um, most profitable game. So Yeah. So you're the Final Fantasy 14 guy here. I've played it. I like it. Um, what do you think about these shoes? Are you going to pick some up? Apparently, they're going to be $125 USD. If I have the opportunity to, I might. Um, though they are not the most like crazy looking shoes because mm. they, they just look like colorful Pumas with some logos on Well, them. the top ones look like sneakers and yeah. then the bottom ones look kind of sporty. It's yeah. interesting. I like the one on the top right with the, the gray I and the black and it. the purple. I was going to ask yeah. if you like those ones. Um, I also think those are the fat cat ones. So I think on the <gasps> inside you can see a fat cat. 
um, on the. I saw a picture of that. And then on the back, I think it has the the meteor logo. Very interesting. I wish this was bigger. Can we? Oh God, I'm deviating. Hopefully, there's nothing weird on right this. Right there. There's the fat cat. Oh my God, I love that and so he's much. Inside the the shoe, I think he's also in the dark purple ones, but. Yes, I was wondering, because one of the shoes has, like, a really cool bottom of the shoe, which doesn't really matter, but, because you're not going to be looking oh, at they're, it. Oh, yeah, they're there. These ones. These are kind of oh, cool looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's really, where are we? This is Imager? Imager, yeah. <laughs> I don't know this website. Oh, yeah. No, it looks no. like just the normal just Puma. The Puma yeah. Yeah. But it does have the Meteor in the back. But it's got this uh, 14 symbol in the back, which is pretty cool. Yeah, the Meteor. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so you like the ones at the top right. Oh, there's the fat cat on the pink ones. Apparently, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, so um, how do I go back? <laughs> okay, I'm so confused. Yeah, I, I think they're pretty cool looking. I'm not like a big Final Fantasy 14 guy, but I thought it was interesting that they're getting their own line of shoes. And it's Puma, so it's like, you know, good quality. Um, I think the design of these are actually pretty cool looking. Um, I wish the ones on the bottom had like a different color scheme yeah um but they're pretty cool looking and then yeah the sneaker ones are pretty cool the ones at the top left are kind of boring but um and the top right's not really my color scheme but they're pretty cool looking i almost want a pair myself i think these are only being sold in japan though so i think you'd have to order them well i mean i did figure out how to get them bleach sodas so well true if i can find these though sneakers are a whole other type of shopping so um, yeah and then the sizes might be different oh they will be over there yeah, yeah so i'm just gonna have to get like the biggest out. ones they got <laughs> um so we're like an 11 and a half um yeah so just kind of a small thing but i uh, wanted to get your opinion on that um but i think it's cool i'd like to see more mm-hmm. uh partnerships like that uh didn't somebody do something with vans was that one piece yeah i have nami yeah yeah, yeah 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 so I kind of love that people are doing this because I'm like a, a big shoe guy. I love shoes. So uh, I saw this. And even though I don't play 14 regularly, I was like, I kind of want a pair of those. So Yeah, though I'd be afraid to wear them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> though I don't know. if I, I, I might wear them. But, yeah, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to say on that? No, they look cool. Yeah, I agree. Let us know in the comments. What do you guys think about the Final Fantasy XIV sneaker collaboration with Puma in Japan? Uh, which ones do you like? Top right, top left, bottom right, bottom left. And uh, would you want to pick up a pair of these or are you gonna? Or are you just not into them at all? Let us know in the comments below. Whatever the hell you're thinking about. And yeah. All right. So let's jump into the games we've been playing. It's been a couple weeks since the last Tasty Cast. So there's quite a bit of things, but I've kind of narrowed things down for myself to make sure that I have things to talk about with the games. Otherwise, I've been playing a lot of uh, Vampire Survivors on my phone at work or, uh, you know, in between things that I'm doing. And there's nothing to talk about there. It's just a solid game and it's free on phone, which is awesome. So check that out. Free ad. That, um, that dev takes pride in like offering the game for virtually nothing to nothing yeah one of the things <laughs> somewhere i think i, I, saw I see him on tiktok all i time. think it's on tiktok yeah. he was like this this is on uh android and ios or whatever he's like it's free yeah no seriously free and i was like that's pretty cool um there's ads you can choose to watch if you want to double your xp and that's uh smart. and gold and oh, he's I, probably making I, money off that I, the PC that's what i was then. thinking yeah because yeah. i do it Cause I'm like, I can get double gold. Fuck. Yeah. Um, but the game's Smart. the game's solid and plays like the original. And, um, 
it's super addicting. So it's a really good mobile game. Um, but anyway, I'm not gonna talk about Vampire Survivors. Uh, what have you been playing? Um, yeah, I picked up Wild Hearts and Atomic Heart. I have not touched Atomic Heart yet. You picked up Atomic Heart? Yeah, I own it. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I bought it at the same time as Wild Hearts. Um, I hate mm. that they both heart name. <laughs> Dude, yeah, February is the month of hearts. Yeah. Uh, perfect month for Kingdom Hearts. That was a missed opportunity. True. Uh, or was there a game called Valiant Hearts? Probably. I, I think there was. But yeah, I only played for, I've only played for like one sitting. So I barely touched the game, it feels like. But uh, so far, I like it. I'm not in love with it. I do like it. Um, I did find a weapon I like, which is important. Which one? Obviously, I, I like the hammer, the big bonker. That was the first one I was <laughs> using regularly. So I agree. Um, That's good. I still don't like the Fortnite aspect of it though or whatever the thing's called the katakuri yeah i'm not a fan um i love it I, but that's fine and everyone i play with loves it yeah and i love that too I because like this is a outlast situation or not outlast uh outriders situation for me uh, this game i was like yeah it looks kind of like a gimmick that katakuri looks kind of like whatever yeah. then i played i'm like wait i'm liking this and now like i've put plenty of time in the game i love it i think it's great and uh you know, talking about the monster hunter comparison, um, I love that they're different feeling. Um, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They, you know, sure. it has its own identity that that works really well. And Similar grind. If yeah. if one hundred percent, but like if Wild Hearts two comes out and Monster Hunter was to come out, I wouldn't have to go like, well, like Monster Hunter better, so I'm gonna buy. It. I'm gonna buy both because um, I enjoy the Wild Hearts gameplay, mm -hmm. and it's not Monster Hunter. Um, it obviously is inspired by it heavily, but yeah. like because it offers different ways to fight, the monster does. They they feel different enough and same at the same time that um, I want to play both, mm. which is the first time I felt like that with any monster hunter like game. So, yeah, I mean, I I would like to play it more, but uh, you, you definitely should. I found uh, or I acquired uh, my PSVR two, and I've been very distracted. <laughs> yeah we didn't do an unboxing for that but we should do an impressions video soon talking mm -hmm. about the experience of the psvr2 maybe go over what we like about it maybe show it off a bit everybody's seen it but like you know it'll, at least just do a video on it because uh, i have a lot to say about it so yeah um so i won't talk about the hardware too much then yeah but uh i have played a couple games uh a couple games also came with i had psvr versions for, for ps4 and they had uh, either free or $5 updates for a PS5, uh, PSVR 2 version of those games. Um, so, like, I played Thumper, which looked great. Um, it's not the most, like, actually VR-ish game. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, you're, you're going down a track and it is, you know, immersive in that regard because there's depth still. Um, I do have Res. I have not tried it on the headset yet. Um, I got a game that I can't remember the name of, which is going to drive me insane, but it's like a little collection slash crafting, uh, game. I played that a little bit actually last night. I wish I could remember the name. That's going to drive me crazy. Um, but I just unlocked a ship so now I can sail and then I got a fishing pole so now I can do some fishing and stuff like that. So, mm. um, it's this neat little like adventure game and then you find recipes and they're like on literal cards and when you upgrade your house enough you get a clipboard on the wall and you can actually clip them to the wall at that point hmm. um 
I don't know. It's a it's a fun little game. I will. I wish I could remember the stupid name. It's like a really basic name to that game. So, uh, but if you look in the PSVR store, it's the one with the, you know, that looks kind of Harvest Moon esque. Um, and then I've been playing a lot of No Man's Sky in VR. Um, that's pretty much how that game should be played. I think. <laughs> It feels great in VR. That's good to hear because I played No Man's Sky in VR when it first came out, and I was not impressed with it. But I played with a controller, and it it felt like I was just playing a normal game, but I could freely look around, and that was it. I did that with um, PSVR 1, and yeah. I hated it. Yeah, same. But with hands, it's great. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm glad it's come to a place where... It feels a little more immersive because mm-hmm. it wasn't neat to be able to freely look around, but like it wasn't, you know, I, I have the vibe. So like I've done better VR experiences than that. So it's like wasn't impressive enough to me. But like I was watching you play it um, when I came in your room, you were sitting there with your headset on doing that shit. I was looking at the screen. I'm like, oh, it looks like way, way more of, well, a, yeah, of an like, experience. You actually have to reach behind for your your um, you know, weapon slash mining tool. Um and then this side you bring up to your head and you're like, it's like hitting a button basically mm. uh, to activate your scanner and stuff like that. Uh, being able to just look around while walking because, you know, you still use the joysticks to walk around and you'll be walking forward and I can actually like strafe, you know, sideways and shoot stuff while I'm trying to get somewhere. So I could be mining while going places um, instead of having to stop and mine like you do with the controller a lot of times. Um, flying is pretty cool uh i it's something you just have to get used to but like holding the throttle and the uh, joystick it you know in your cockpit when you're flying uh feels fine except for there's no resistance like there would be in real life Mm. and so it's real easy to like overdo it and like you know do flips and barrel rolls way too easily um so warning if you're a motion sick type person because you move very quickly when you're in space um, I think Ace Combat, the most recent one, had a VR thing that I wish the whole game had, but it was, it was like an experience. Like a blip of it. And it was like fucking wild to be like doing the maneuvers I was already doing, but like looking up at a jet yeah. through the ceiling while I'm chasing it, shooting. I'm like, this is crazy. But then I thought, like, this probably would make a lot of people sick. Yeah. Well, I'm like doing like barrel rolls and shit and shooting and launching missiles and doing all these crazy maneuvers. And my head's just doing this constantly, looking at my targets. Yeah. So, well, like I was mining asteroids at one point and like I uh, got a notification that I was being attacked basically. And so I was just like, I actually got to look around and then I could see where the ship was and like try to defend myself. Didn't work. I died. But um, <laughs> that game, uh, fortunately, has a very forgiving um, death system because you basically you drop a little, you drop all your stuff there and you just fly by and it mm. picks it right back up. So, um, yeah, I've took a couple planets. I found one uh, that is has a lot of tall grass, which is nice because, like, when I've played the game before, I always get rocky planets. I never get anything with any vegetation, and it's nice to be on a planet that has grass that's taller than my character. So when I'm walking in VR, I'm walking through grass, which is crazy looking, um, and has a bunch of like plateaus and and like these land. I think I'm thinking about building my base there because it's just um, not a hostile environment. Uh, That's not that planet. Oh no no no! 
I'm about to say that's not that planet you're on when I came in. No, that that's a crazy that planet. place. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't understand what the fuck was happening. There's a bunch of like uh, monitors everywhere and like metal mm. uh, spinning creatures, quote unquote, uh, flying around all over the place. That was a weird one. That's uh, mostly a resource planet. You go there and you mine. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's really easy to kind of get lost in it. The for anyone who plays VR, they're going to be familiar with this. But if you're not familiar with it, uh, it's really easy to lose track of time in VR, though, because you're like in the game and you're not looking at clocks like you can't. There's no glancing over at a clock occasionally yeah. when you're playing a game. And and it's really easy to like not keep track of time. I played for about six hours straight and I hadn't drank any water the whole time. I stretched. I hadn't eaten anything. I was you're I'll, painting a bleak picture of the future when everybody's <laughs> hooked up to the machines wow especially with ces showing all these cool vr things this last year um you're not wrong yeah. um, but uh yeah my body finally was like hey you know you gotta take care of yourself i was like took the headset off i was like oh my god i feel like crap right now so uh i gotta set like a uh like an hour timer or something on my watch or whatever so i'm not like doing that again because it's really easy to just keep going um, it's and i don't get motion sick with this headset at all so it's uh it's weird when you're playing vr and like 20 minutes 30 minutes passes and you kind of like are immersed in the world like you know it's like all you know it doesn't look as good as real life but mm. like uh your brain starts thinking like you are in that location and unless you have somebody in the room talking to you while you're doing it, it's easy to forget that you're just sitting in a room or standing in a room yeah um, yeah, I got reminded once because I accidentally kicked my little robot vacuum and, and it beeped at me. I was like, oh, okay. Fucking I was, abusing I to, it. I need to scoot over a little bit, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, I was afraid with your setup that I was going to punch your fucking computer. But it's you, just that range, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, the whole time I'm paranoid because I remember uh, when I first got my Vive, I was bringing everyone over to try it out and shit. Um, Rob, like, reached up and punched the light in the ceiling. The fixture, yeah. <laughs> I was like... You had to really reach up there to hit that, but he did it. Um, so, yeah, I I know what can happen. Um, yeah. Somebody posted after the PSVR 2 just came out a picture of a TV screen that was busted. And he made like a joke about like, you know, how immersive the game was. They just like punched through a screen. I was like, holy shit. You got to back up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and you said you want to make a video on it. But, uh, you know, just kind of throw it out there real quick. The visual fidelity is well yeah i was gonna say we don't gotta be too coy about it but like um overall it's a huge improvement over psvr1 easily because i think it it rivals all the headsets now outside of a couple factors um but the display is like much better which is a huge improvement um also the design's super smart so it's just a way better version i think weighs almost nothing it's very light um the way that they black out the light is really good and comfortable um even the little things on the side where the earbuds can plug into super smart mm. kind of reminds me of the ps5 where they got really creative on like the thing that spins and you put the screw inside like it got really fucking crazy with these designs um someone's using their engineering degree yeah um <laughs> did you hear that uh mark cerny's working on ps6 already mark mike cerny i don't know his fucking name know, but I'm, I'm sure it'll take years. Well, yeah, so, it doesn't yeah. mean it's going to come out next year. But, uh, yeah, I read that. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. What's it going to do otherwise? Just stand around and fucking wait? Um, but anyway, I, I thought of that. Um, 
this is pretty crazy because we're already like two years into the cycle, which is insane to think because because people are just now just getting basically. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. It feels <laughs> like it's just starting, but it's been happening for a while. But uh, yeah, and the, the controllers are a little small, but you get used to it. And uh, I think that's the biggest thing that I, f- I feel envious of with the PSVR 2 versus my Vive outside of the one cord setup, which is fucking should be standard for every headset so now. brain dead easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The setup is the worst part of VR. But um, I, I prefer the uh, enclosed fist uh, controllers oh, yeah. over yeah, nice. the older uh wand style controllers mm-hmm. of vr that's something that i feel like should be the direction we're heading in in terms of vr and it seems like it is the direction but the ps uh, vr2 uh has that and even though like i said little little analog sticks and sticks yeah you get used to it but uh it's it's a really good design i love that it has sensors all over it so when you lift your fingers or whatever it can tell that you're pointing or your thumbs come up it also has eye tracking which is pretty accurate mm. um after you do the test when you look around it's telling you where you're looking and stuff so i'm like oh it's actually pretty uh pretty accurate um and for 600 bucks it's like a steal it's i mean like that's that's a great entry point uh into VR. as long as you have a ps5 yeah yeah well yeah if, if you're just getting into ps5 and vr it's going to be um, it's going to be the cause of a vive yeah 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 exactly <laughs> um but uh but yeah it uh it actually does feel like um a new headset as opposed to uh ps3 technology uh being used with forward, yeah. a head a headset that i was impressed with that alone that they're able to take the ps3 camera and the ps3 wands that have been around for a long time and then make a headset without uh lighthouses um and then you just use the camera and the lights and stuff to like I was like it's kind of a genius that they're able to get people I mean, VR to recycling. Yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah. like in a way, I was like, this is kind of genius that they did it like this. But it wasn't as premium as you know my vibe, obviously. Mm. And now that they have something that I think is like is definitely one of the best headsets. <laughs> it's it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. The only thing I I kind of you know wish it had maybe was like I, I haven't done like a walk around full room VR, so I haven't experienced that yet. I need to try that, but um. But yeah, so I'm curious about that because like the tracking feels good, but um, that's the thing with like the lighthouse situation. I feel like it's it, it was almost impossible to get lost mm-hmm. between those things. And I'm curious to see how the PSVR 2 works because we had a couple issues with uh, Gran Turismo 7, but I think that was an error on our part because you had to grab the controllers and remap some stuff. And yeah, and I was sitting at a, on a different level than you were. When yeah, you were and so when I was driving, my, my head was slowly going through the ceiling of the car and then I, I was my screen would go black and just show me uh, where I need to be sitting. And I'm like, I, yeah. I get it. I get it. But yeah, that's probably our part. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very impressive, especially for the price point. Yeah. Um, and because it's so easy to use, um, that's the fucking best part. I, like I want to play it all the time now. Yeah. So yeah, when I have my VR set up, I I'm like, Oh dude, it's awesome. I want to play all the time. Mm-hmm. But like when I don't have set up, I'm like, I don't right. My PSVR, <sighs> Uh, once was just in storage constantly until I got like this random urge to like play it. I was like, I'm going to download a bunch of games, but mm-hmm. I'm not hooking it up to play one game. Like, yeah. So, and then this one, I don't have to worry about that because it's, it's just a USB-C cable. So, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, um, if you're thinking about PSVR 2, uh, picking it up, uh, at least from my experience, every game I've played in it, um, out of the ones I've mentioned and the one I can't remember the name of, um, they've all been fun. 
and they they work really good in there. Um, I am looking forward to playing some other games, and I'm looking forward to seeing other games be brought um, forward to the PSVR two um, infrastructure. I want like somebody super to, hot, mm. uh, you know, something like that. But I'm also looking forward to new projects uh, down the line as well. Because so, well, right that, now, that's the weakest part. There's like a very tiny library. That's the exciting thing about it being a Sony product is <laughs> that we're going to get devs that wouldn't be working on VR otherwise working on games. Um, mm -hmm. The thing I was going to say is uh, I would like to see PC support, whether that's official or unofficial. Because um, if you could use that headset one cord anywhere, that'd be fucking sick. So I did hear the guy who made the psvr one work on pc said it's probably not impossible for a third like a outside one uh because of the way it's designed with the all the stuff in the headset instead of through the camera mm. um he, he didn't say it was impossible but he's like it's not gonna be anytime soon yeah i just feel yeah. like you'd have to make a program that can understand all those things that's happening and you have then to, have to translate that the, yeah exactly it'd be a huge project i think you could do it do it yeah. but uh, i'm not gonna do it so fucking, i just think we have a better chance of sony doing it yeah that'd be, that'd be amazing they should just release a vr app on pc that uh has all the info they need to have it work on there it'd they be have, really they cool have been more pc friendly as of late so yeah but yeah um uh, a lot of fun i was gonna play tonight but there's no way at this point <laughs> yeah it's already or yeah. already 2 30 a.m yeah, so, so i don't think that's gonna happen play anything else not of note no i was gonna i was thinking but i we've done a taste cast since then so yeah no, yep. that's it all right well keeping on the psvr uh wagon uh i played gran turismo 7 in vr mm -hmm. and uh i feel like that's just the way you should be playing gran turismo um it looks really good it doesn't look as good but it looks really close it's it's very clean looking uh which is very impressive and uh yeah i i mean i've played racing games in vr before so i i do love the depth that you get when you're in first person sitting inside of the the car while driving i love i do it with uh, a controller anyway a lot of times when i'm racing i'll be looking around with the the analog I, a lot of people don't do that but i do i i always want to see what's happening around mm -hmm. me so doing with my head is just great because i'm like sitting there driving and i'm just like looking and you can like actually look in the mirrors and stuff which is fantastic um and it's gran turismo so like the cars feel amazing and you're just sitting in it. It's such a cool experience. And you could do all the races like that. It's just like, it's making up for anything that they've ever had an issue with Gran Turismo before. Like, I remember, I don't remember if it was five or six, I think it was five. Uh, they had cars that had like generic interiors because they didn't have time oh, to make yeah, all the yeah, interiors. Yeah. This kind of makes up for it. Now you can sit in every single car. It's like so dope. Yeah, um, you probably would have had an even better time if you weren't wearing some like premium headphones that and i have that nice steering uh wheel. steering wheel yeah. that i would love to hook up and play that with the headset that'd be like a completely immersive experience mm -hmm. um so yeah that's definitely something i'd like to do in the future whether i just use your headset or buy my own um it's one cable it's easy to it's move a lot, it's a lot cheaper just to use that one cable and use yours um also played uh, resident evil village vr oh, yeah. uh demo um it's it's fucking dope anybody who follows the channel knows i've played through and uh played through resident evil village i think like four times now three or four times uh i really loved it uh i love it it's great um to be able to play through the game again in vr just gives me another reason to want to play it again so um 
it's a little weird getting used to it, but once you do, um, it makes it way more intense because I actually have to aim with my hands to you shoot. You were doing good though. Um, yeah, I, I had to, <laughs> I had to get used to it, but, uh, it, it felt good. It felt great. Um, looked really cool, especially a game that I've played through this many times, walking through the village and like seeing the buildings, like at my height and stuff, like in VR was just weird mm-hmm. to be in the village or to see it from above when you first enter uh, at the beginning of the game is, it, it was really fucking cool. So I would love to play through it again, whether I buy that on PC and I think the PC version has VR. Um, or if I play it on PSVR, um, I would definitely play it again in completely in VR. It would be really cool to do that. Um, and the lighting is horrifying. Uh, <laughs> there's a part in the demo where it's kind of teaching you how to play in VR and you have to, uh, with your right hand, pull your jacket open and your flashlight's in your jacket. There's a couple issues I had there for a while, but eventually yeah. it worked. And then you pull the flashlight out and then you can free aim the flashlight and everything is like pitch black except for where the flashlight's at. And the idea of having that in a gun in parts later in the game, I'm like, that would be fucking crazy. Well, it's probably nuts too because the the headset uses OLED, so the blacks are are black. Yeah, no, it, yeah. it looked really good. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a uh, a point where I f- I shine the flashlight in one direction, look the other way, and there's a couple weird things, but like for the most part, I'm like, that's that's a dark room, like that's horrifying. Yeah. And it almost seemed like there's like a soft glow in the room from the light, so I don't know what they're doing. Are you using HDR or stuff? Yeah, it, uh, it it looked really good, though, so I was really impressed. Um, I don't want to play that in VR. Uh, speaking of Sony and PC, uh, hopefully VR working for it, uh, I picked up randomly Returnal on PC uh, because I remember playing Returnal on PS5 and going, this game's dope, but this game should be on mouse and keyboard because it's a fast-paced bullet hell game. Um, and so it's come out on PC. I picked it up, and I'm so happy to say that first off, my instincts were correct. This game was meant for mouse and keyboard. Uh, it plays so much better with a mouse and keyboard. I fucking love playing this game. It feels like I'm playing Quake or something. Um, the game got a lot easier too, um, but that's fine. Uh, and then I never played the multiplayer in Returnal when that update came out on PS5. Um, so I gave it a try on PC and that works really well as well. Um, also the port is fantastic. It runs great, looks great, uh, plays awesome. And then the multiplayer was very smooth, um, had a great connection. The guy wasn't teleporting or anything like that. Um, very clever the way they do the multiplayer because it's like two of the, two of the timelines coming together essentially um, in, in one game. I, I like that they kind of merged that into the story, not just went like, Oh, you can play with another person. It's like part of the story, which I think is really cool. Um, so yeah, if you're thinking about picking up return on PC, do it. I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with it. It's great. So really enjoying it and uh, want to play it co-op with somebody. I know outside of uh, random people, although uh, everyone I've played with so far, has been super helpful. They've been they have a ping in uh, multiplayer, which I really appreciate. Um, and I was playing this one dude who was definitely had played the game much more than I had, and he was like running around pinging everything, just standing there waiting for me. And I'd go grab the thing, or uh, he'd mark something, and then he you know open the door and we'd go that way or whatever. So um, getting a lot of use out of that ping. That guy was really communicating a lot. Um, so that's definitely appreciated. Uh, let's see. Rob hit me up randomly and he's like, Hey, I'm going to play Valorant. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And he's like, Oh, it's essentially what uh, cube world should have been. And I was like, that's uh that's interesting. So Valorant, I looked, looked it up. I've played it at this point. Uh, 
is a free game that a bunch are a small team is working on and it's essentially their attempt at making something very similar to cube world it looks like cube world the world's like cube world but it's online so you're running around there's other people running around it's like an mmo which is really interesting i didn't play it a whole lot but i did find it really interesting that they they're essentially trying to make cube world the mmo you run around you uh defeat bosses you get better weapons you level up there's different classes um the graphics are exactly like cube world um it almost looks like i feel like yeah i feel like you could sue these guys almost (laughs) like it looks that much like cube world um but i thought it's kind of fascinating it's a free game so it's definitely like a passion project um i'd like to play more to get like a better uh um, opinion on it but so far it's it's pretty neat um i didn't really know what to do when i started um i was like is there an objective Do i just run in a direction so i ran around started killing some stuff leveled up a couple times um was really neat to see a lot of people though running around that's probably the coolest part about this is that it's kind of like an mmo if there's people running around there's a uh, world chat people are talking to each other uh, a lot of people coming in going i'm new what do i do um and uh this has like multiple towns. There's many towns in the world that you can run to and sell things, buy things, stuff like that. So definitely has more of a, an MMO vibe. And uh, yeah, it's pretty neat. I don't like the name though. It's too close to Valorant. I thought yeah, that's what you were saying the first couple yeah. times. Yeah, I was telling Josh about that. He was just like, it's a little close to Valorant. And I'm like, yeah, there's just no T. So for anybody uh, listening, it's V-A-L-O-R-E-N, Valorant. So. Not Valorant. Not talking about Valorant. I'm not a fan of Valorant. On that note, did you hear that? Uh, and I'll probably make a video on this. Um, Counter Strike Two is apparently done and going to be announced soon. You mean Valve made a game? Yeah, it's on the new Source Engine, and um, people don't know if they're going to do an Overwatch Two thing where they transfer CS:GO to Counter Strike Two. I hope they don't. I know people who are like playing this game for years probably want that. I don't like that shit. Just make a new game. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that's what they also, do. You can just keep playing CSGO at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I wish they would be separate. So like you play this and that because we do that transfer stuff. We get the situation where people are bitching that Overwatch 2 is just Overwatch. Yeah. That's fucking what they did. They just up- upgraded it. Uh, so I want like a brand new game. But, um, but anyway, uh, I guess it's an answer to... Um, Valorant's not competition for for CS:GO, considering CS:GO is the most played game on Steam. But um, they're trying to stay competitive with how modern Valorant Valorant is. Mm. They want to make a game that's more modern, uh, more competitive, all that kind of stuff. Um, try and keep their their place. Um, so found that really interesting. I need more info to talk about that more though. But uh, I'm kind of curious about any new Valve game. I don't care what it is. Like if they're making a game, I'm like, okay. What is that? I mean, it was promising when they made Half-Life Alex. so... Um, that needs to be on PSVR, too. That's, like, one of the best experiences I've had on uh, VR. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, small little tidbit, because uh, talking about Valorant, um, which is a game I'm not a big fan of. Uh, Valorant, free. Check it out. Uh, let's see. I played a game uh, called Phantom Brigade, and it is a mech... It's a tactical mech game, and it's absolutely inspired by Front Mission. In fact, the selling point for me was I was going through the reviews, and uh, this dude was like, I grew up playing Front Mission, and I love Front Mission 4. And I played this, and yep, it's the closest thing to Front Mission that's that's out there now. And I'm like, sold, because you're literally me. 
I love Front Mission. <laughs> Front Mission Four is my favorite one. Three's great as well. Um, and I want more Front Mission. Give it to me. Uh, so anyway, this is a top-down uh, tactical RPG um, where you have multiple mechs on a battlefield. You move them around, but it has a very interesting system that I don't think I'll be able to convey as well as if you just go watch a video on it, check it out. Maybe I can stream it or something. Um, but it's really weird. So every turn is five seconds. That five seconds is conveyed through a timeline at the bottom left corner of the screen that you're able to scrub through left and right on. And as that happens, it shows you where the enemies are predicted to go. It's not guaranteed they're gonna go there, but it shows you a prediction of where things are gonna go. And so you can kind of look at where guys are going and then you can pick your mechs. And then within that five second timeline, it's almost like editing a video, it's really weird. You can decide movements, wait time, uh, shooting and then you put in these little chunks of attack on your t five second timeline and you can go like you know two seconds into it i want him to shoot this dude and then at the third second i want him to shoot at that guy or just unload the whole time with this one dude for five seconds or run wait behind the building as you're watching you know their movements and then try to plan out these coordinated attacks and then you finally hit the button to execute engage the the five seconds and it's really cool to watch all the mechs just start moving for that five seconds and the combat starts. Um, my first match, I had two of my mechs run into each other and they both got knocked down instantly. So I'm like, oh, that's a thing. So, uh, you know, good to, good to know. Learned that pretty quick. Um, and yeah, so you do missions, you capture sectors of this huge map. Uh, there is a story that I was actually really surprised to see. The voice acting is decent. Uh, the story kind of reminds me of like Ace Combat. It's like people talking about this war that's happening essentially. And uh, yeah, whenever you finish a match, um, you're able to get scrap from the uh, the enemies you took out, um, but there's a limited amount of scrap you can take. So you have to decide what you want to take, whether legs, arms, weapons, stuff like that. And they'll have levels. Um, so, you know, gear is, is leveled and then, um, you start attaching that stuff to your mechs. You also change the color of your mechs, all sorts of stuff. And it's definitely inspired by from mission because there's a uh, there's some mechs with giant shields, which reminds me of the Vonzers. Uh, now they need is a melee weapon. I always loved uh, in in from mission having a Vonzer who would run in and start beating other mechs uh, while the ones are shooting at them. But uh, I'm not that far into the game. But so far, it's a really cool idea. Feels really fresh and original, and also kind of harkens back to a game that I love a lot. So, um, you know, story-wise, it's not like something I'm like super into, but gameplay-wise, I think it's really fucking cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna play more and I will report back once I've played it more, but uh, Phantom Brigade, in case you guys are curious about what it was called, uh, is really cool. I definitely recommend you guys check it out. Um, most of the complaints I saw in the game were like, some guy you saw had played the game for 20 minutes and refunded it. I'm like, I don't even know how you got an opinion in 20 minutes. <laughs> and then another guy was like, yeah, the game's really good for like 28 hours. And then I then I was done. And I'm like, 28 hours? That's for me? That's great. I don't put 28 hours in a lot of games. If you keep me that long, uh, you did something right because I'm hopping games left and right. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. I got two more games to talk about real fast. Uh, speaking of games that are keeping me around, uh, Wild Hearts. I beat Wild Hearts. Um, I think I'm like near 60 hours into the game. Um, quick review. Uh, I think I would give this game an A. I really like it a lot. Um, I would, I couldn't go A plus, but uh, because it has some technical issues when it comes to networking, they need to fix a little bit. Uh, they have some stutters that happen still, which is kind of annoying. And 
Yeah, maybe maybe more weapons would be nice, even though I think there's a good amount. But outside of that, uh, I've really enjoyed my my time with this game. I'm not going to talk about anything like end game yet, I guess, because some people might be getting through it. But I'm just going to say the end boss was a fucking spectacle and really cool. Um, even when I fought it with uh, Josh, uh, I don't think he's finished the game yet, but we got to the fight. Um, he was the whole time going like, wow, it's really cool. And he's like, I know I keep saying it's really cool, but like, I'm like, no, no, I know that they, they, they did much more than I thought they're going to do with this final fight. So uh, definitely um, the game just gets better and better and better. And I can confirm there is an end game. Um, there is uh, monsters that unlock that are there to challenge you. Um, and then there's things you get and I haven't done it yet. I don't know what they do, but there's things you get that you use for certain things when you beat them. And typically a uh, uh, hunt goes for 60 minutes. And you have three lives. These uh, volatile monsters are 20 minute fights with one life. So they definitely want you ready for these fights. Uh, and I am definitely ready to start trying them. But right now I am grinding for gear because it's something I, I neglected. Uh, I would only upgrade my armor when I would just get annihilated by a monster. I'd be fighting stuff and every once in a while I get to a monster and they go boom and like almost kill me in one hit. I'm like, all right, it's time to upgrade. The, I mean, I did that in Monster Hunter as well. Yeah. Well, that's just how I play. Cause I, this game is really weird. Uh, you don't have access to three of your weapons until a certain point in the story. And so I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and grind. I need, I want access to those weapons. So I got to that point pretty quick. Mm. I played the game like dark souls. I was like locking on and dodging and shit. Um, and uh, like anybody, but like, you know, I, I just wasn't worrying about the, the armor. I was worrying about getting my weapons um, uh, made. But then also the progression of your weapons is based off of the monsters you've encountered. So I was like, I want access to all my upgrades. And so I kind of rushed through all the main story mm -hmm. uh, to try and get all stuff unlocked. Um, but yeah, every once in a while I run into a situation where the monsters wreck me. I'm like, okay, I'm way underpowered for this. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I've been maining the claw blade. I fucking love that weapon. It's a lot of fun, especially on flying monsters. It's a blast just flying around, uh, just flying into them and hitting them and being able to dodge them and stuff in the air. It's it's really dope. Um, but I also love the insect glaive in Monster Hunter. Uh, not quite as agile in Monster Hunter, but you still have a lot of mobility in the air. You're able to, you know, if someone's attacking, you're able to jump in the air and helicopter over them. In this, you're just kind of on a rope, kind of swinging around and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, definitely my play style. I wish I could like the umbrella because it seems like a weapon moveset wise that is definitely my speed, but um, it's a parry weapon. And uh, I'm not opposed to parrying. I know how to parry in a game. I don't want to. I'm I'm of the mindset that I don't want you to touch me. Mm. I'm not going to let you. And that's why I don't like using shields in games either. I don't want you to hit me. So like I'm more of a dodging, jumping around type uh, player. And so like with a shield or a parry, you're essentially waiting for them to do something so you can get um, something out of out of your you know build. And that's just not what I'm into. So uh, yeah, the umbrella weapon is not for me. The hammer's a lot of fun. Um, I don't like slow weapons typically, but I was of the same philosophy as you in terms of like, you know, when I hit, I want it to matter. And so uh, the move set on the hammer is actually a lot of fun, especially as you're hitting and you're charging. The hammer extends with every hit when you charge. And it's it's a blast when you finally get that final slam or he has a move where you I think it's one of the shoulder buttons you hold and he starts spinning. 
and it just gets like crazier and crazier till the very end. He just goes, comes down, it hits really hard, and mm. it's so satisfying. Yeah, there's one, um, if you get your full, you know, charge off or whatever, uh, what is it? I played the one time, I'm already forgetting the buttons, but uh, you jump up in the air, you hit a couple times, and then you, you hit the charge button, which will throw you into the next part. You do the button again, charge button, and then hold it that time and you'll kind of do this like helicopter down thing mm -hmm. and then you end with a like an earth shattering uh slam and yeah that one's pretty good um yeah i just i know myself with those with these games at this point um and i don't stay in close like uh for very long and mm -hmm. so like weapons i gotta build combos up I'd never finish my combos because I'm too busy getting out of there. Yeah, that's why I love the claw blade because, like, I normally will rush in. I start going boom, 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 just, like, building my meter. And then I'll attach myself to them. And then I'm in the air coming in and hitting them over and over and over again until I can do my final attack. We fly at them and do a bunch of damage, like mm -hmm. 700 or 1,000 or whatever. Um, but I've gotten so comfortable with this weapon now that as soon as I fly in and hit, I'm already jumping back and I start swinging into them again. And I start, there's this, when you jump in the air and hit, um, wire triangle, whatever you're playing on, um, you spin and come down, do a bunch of damage. So I just hit, 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 and then go down and then I hit, hit, and then come down. And in two of those cycles, I can get my bar built up again and I attach myself and start just wailing. So I'm just like going nuts. And the whole time I'm pretty much just trying not to get hit i'm like dodging constantly while i'm doing that and it's like definitely my style but um you have the hammer you're not doing stuff like that yeah. a lot of times i was like preemptively i'd get a couple hits in and then early i'd like put your weapon away put your weapon away and put it away and start running and then i look uh, for another opportunity to because i'm it, not good about that I, yeah i just start rolling away there's a uh, different items and different weapons have different sheath times as well and so maybe it would be good to get like uh some of the things that can help sheath the weapon quicker so you can run quickly because like with the claw blade i have it set up that like i put away instantly start running but the hammer you gotta like put it away and then you you know start i mean i don't jogging. i don't put it away but i i do yeah. just for the mobility <laughs> aspect yeah um yeah a lot of people weren't doing that when i was watching them but like for me i'd go in there and go boom boom and then i start running and then i come from the other side and go boom 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 and then i start running so i was playing running gun like i do yeah um yeah, hammer's awesome. The katana is cool. I haven't used it a whole lot, but I used it in the beginning. And it seemed pretty cool. Um, the staff is ridiculous. Um, I would like to maybe look into that a little further, but I think the next weapon I'm going to work on is either the bow or the cannon um, and play with mouse and keyboard. I think it'd be a lot of fun to kind of play like a shooter. Um, yeah, there's some other weapons I'm and missing. Scream uses both of those. Oh, does he? Pretty sure. I, st I haven't even played the game with him, which is crazy. I think him and Chris have been playing. Um, a lot. I've, I've <laughs> been playing the game solo a lot. And then once in a while, Josh will just hop in and we play. Um, but now that I've got the story and everything knocked out, I, uh, you know, I'm ready to start doing the grind. So, um, yeah, the game's awesome. I'm definitely a fan, which is fun to be able to say that. Um, and like I said, if I was reviewing it right now, I'd give it an easy A. I, I love this game. So Wild Hearts is fucking dope. And uh, I definitely uh, recommend people check it out. And if you're a Monster Hunter guy and you're like, I, I like Monster Hunter, that game's a ripoff. You can like both. It's really good. Monster Hunter is also really good. I would give Monster Hunter a fucking, I'd give Monster Hunter World a fucking A+. Um, it's like the, the perfect Monster Hunter game. 
Anyway, um, yeah, it's awesome. And then uh, the other game I've been playing, but not I haven't had enough time to play it thoroughly, which is driving me nuts. But I played Sons of the Forest. Um, it's cool. It's janky. Um, there's always something happening that I'm like, that could be done better. But what it offers is pretty pretty cool. This, this game is just the forest, but better. Um, if you've played the forest, a lot of the systems are very similar, but just more refined. The game looks better. Um, the AI for the, the cannibals and the mutants is a lot better. Um, a lot more secrets in this one, but, uh, but yeah, so far I've restarted my game like four times. And I noticed in that time, uh, I crash landed in a mountain. The second time I, I started the game, the first time I crash landed in the forest. Um, so it's interesting. There's different starting points. Um, the game also has seasons, which is really dope. So like snow and, uh, there'll be, you know, nicer weather. Um, the game's eerie because like, especially like at dusk when I'm like putting things away and, uh, trying to go to sleep or whatever the whole time. I'm just like, someone's watching someone's here. Cause right. like a lot of times you'll look over and there's just people in the trees watching and shit. Um, Kelvin's an interesting character that has already turned into a meme. Um, he's not the smartest guy and he can be helpful, but me and Sarah both ran into a situation where he'll infinitely capture fish and you can't get him to stop. He just keeps bringing fish and dropping them off. Don't go out the water. I'm like, Oh, I guess I got an infinite supply of food now, but like, Look, he, he knows what he likes, but he won't stop. Yeah. Um, I also love the meme that people will like just walk around like him. And then they look at the screen and just go, and like there, there's one video of a guy doing that. I looked in the comments and every single comment was just thumbs up. Nobody said shit to that guy except for just thumbs up. So like it's already become a thing where like Kelvin's just like, yeah, dude. Um, also videos of people building tree forts and, he, and they tell him to lo- like cut down some logs because they're trying to build more. And he finds the one that they built on and he just breaks that thing down. And the whole thing just collapses. Yeah. Um, the dev needs to definitely make uh, any tree that has that stuff attached to it something Kelvin will interact with um, because that seems not good, especially if you spent hours working on it. And this game does, it'll take you a while to build things. If they have, they have two systems in this, which I think is really interesting. They have the traditional forest building where you put a silhouette of the object where you want it. And then you, it has a number 22 sticks and you go find those and you just, deposit them until you finish it and also on the side of your screen has it as an objective so it's kind of gamey and i don't mind that but it's not very immersive but they have this new system that i'm still trying to get used to where you grab a log and you can either place it on the ground anywhere you want or you can put it upright anywhere you want I've and then from that, do that from one, yeah. that point well that's the default that's the new uh, system okay. but if you like the old one they have it which i think is really cool as well okay. um in fact, at one point I was like, I don't want to build, I don't want to build a cabin like the new way. I'm just going to do it real quick by the water. So I made the silhouette and just kind of deposited stuff because uh, I wasn't planning on staying there for very long. And then you can switch back at any time. So um, I actually really like the way they did that. Um, yeah. And then depending on how you put things down, you can put other things to interact with it in different ways and kind of free form build from there. And it's, impressive but i also am not fully used to it yet so sometimes i'll like put a log down and then the only ways it'll tell me i can attach other things to it is in weird ways i'm like how would i build a wall then um so got used to it but it's it's pretty neat so far it's uh it's definitely fresh and new feeling for a survival game um 
and yeah, combat with the uh, the cannibals and, and mutants and stuff feels like the forest just better. Um, first encounter I had was uh, two women cannibals were just in the trees looking at me and they're like pointing and stuff. And when I approached them, they both one came walking up to me, the other one ran to the left. And uh, yeah, I played the first game, so I'm like, I'm not fucking with these. I'm not fucking with the situation. So I instantly, with my axe, just started swinging, uh, killed the first one pretty quickly. And then uh, when I looked over, uh, the other one had one of my logs and they were just dragging it into the woods the whole time, just yelling at me while dragging it. And I'm like, you're not taking my shit. So I attacked her, but then she dropped the log and just started swinging at me, going nuts. And I was just taking damage and I finally killed her and put their heads on sticks to ward off other people that are going to show up eventually anyway. So uh, that encounter was uh, about as stressful as you expect from a game like this. Um yeah, I need to play it. I need to play it uh, multiplayer. I've only played it single player so far. Uh, it has eight player, including you can have Kelvin with the eight players. And I think that'd be really neat to play it that way. I've seen a lot of videos of people playing together and it uh, it seems like a really cool sandbox uh, for survival, um, especially with the threat of the mutants having like a full group of people. Sounds um, pretty cool, even though the mutants will uh, prioritize trying to well, they, they, they'll try and capture or kill you, but they also want to destroy your house. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be smart if you're going to go on, you know, expeditions to have someone stay back and defend the house. Um, especially if you had eight people, you should have like, you know, a couple people at the house at all times just in case something happens. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a cool game. I just need to play it more. I, uh, my, my time during the time I have had this game has been pretty tight and I've been putting a lot of that into wild hearts. So, um, by beating that so i can maybe put more time into sons of the forest and i think it's everything that i've played so you got anything else i don't all right let us know in the comments what games have you guys been playing what games do you plan on playing what games do you think we should be playing uh do you have any opinions on the games that we talked about are you also playing sons of the forest wild hearts returnal phantom brigade check that one out and uh valoran it's free check that out uh let us know everything you think about in the comments below when it comes to what have you been playing? You been playing anything? No? Okay. Uh, all right. So let's uh, jump over to some videos. First one we got uh, is Dead Cells Return to Castlevania DLC gameplay trailer. Now, this is out, I guess. Um, I don't know if it just came out or not, but uh, I haven't seen gameplay on it. We saw the the uh, announcement trailer. What do you look for? I just saw a new trailer for a game there. Very top one. Oh, City Skyline 2. Yeah, that was announced. Interesting. Um, I was going to watch it, but it's a CG trailer. Yeah. So. It's fine. Um, I, I'm also not big. Sorry, on. I was looking at a pure, pure curiosity for myself there. Yeah. Where, did you like City Skyline? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I love that game. Well, there's a sequel. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not big on my radar, but um, I'm curious because the first one came out a long time ago. Or there's a while a VR ago. VR version. Oh, really? On PS2. Or 5, I mean. <laughs> VR2 is what I meant hmm. to say. So. Yeah, if they if we get a gameplay trailer, we can definitely watch it at some point. Um, but yeah, this is Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. This is out, but I haven't seen gameplay on it. And uh, you know, in case you don't know, I actually love Dead Cells. I think it's probably one of my favorite in that genre. Um, and uh, the doing a partnership with Konami to do Castlevania stuff, I think, is really uh, interesting. Considering Konami has a new interest in. Uh, three other brands, Melgar Solid, uh, Castlevania, and Silent Hill. And uh, there are some rumors swirling about um, a Melgar Solid 3 remake uh, that's going to be shown off at E3, uh, a new Castlevania, brand new Castlevania. And uh, 
we already know that there's like 25 new Silent Hill games that are in production right now. So uh, very interesting to see this stuff kind of alive again. So um, do you have any thoughts on Dead Cells, this DLC, or uh, we could talk about Konami, but <laughs> I think everybody knows. I actually have no personal interest in any of the categories this video represents. So um, this will be mostly me commenting on this particular thing. So. You, regardless of Konami now, have you ever liked Castlevania? I liked Symphony of Night. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, <laughs> that game has been on everything so much now that I, I, yeah. I felt like I'm like, Oh God, more Symphony of Night. But then like every time I see it, I'm like, no, that game, that game was just really fucking good. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not the biggest fan. I did kind of like when they were, um, letting people make like 3d versions of them, but I mm. never owned one. So I never got to like sit through and play one. They were neat. I feel like a better d dev would have done a better job, but like it was, it was kind of neat. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like God of war, but and then I don't play often and even more or even less often enjoy uh rogue lights or rogue likes. So, but you like vampire survivors. Uh, I do sporadically. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, but that's the genre of that is auto shooter. Everybody's calling it now, but um, it is a roguelite in the sense that you restart, restart, restart. Yeah. But um, it does have an endpoint, which is nice. Um, all right. Let's watch this and talk about it. This is uh, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania in three, two, one, go. I just love that they picked the people who make Dead Cells to do this um, DLC because. Dead Cells is like so fucking good. And obviously a game like Dead Cells was, they're all inspired by Castlevania. So we got a Castlevania castle. Weapon axes. Yeah. yeah holy I, water. I, I think there's across. details down below we'll go through. Yeah, 20 characters, 14 new weapons, I didn't read the bottom one. I know there's skins, so you're going to be able to play as Alucard and um, the rest of them. Belmonts. All the Belmonts. Which I think is really cool. I mean, they're essentially just going like, hey, you can just play Castlevania if you want. Actually want to play this, I think. This looks fucking cool. I don't remember if I played this on PlayStation or on PC. I would want to play wherever I got the most progress. That's a pretty crazy fight. I also love the music. Available now. All right, what do we think? Damn. I think the cat is cute. Um, <laughs> you can pet the cat with a fucking... With a mace. With a mace. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think it, the quality looks good. Like, that's that's really all I can say about it. And, mm. uh, out, you know, from a perspective of someone who's not going to play it. Um, it... It looks like it did a really good job of like taking the Castlevania content and incorporating it in, into it. Um, the them, uh, thematically, uh, it looks really good as well. Um, and I think if you're a fan of either, 
it looks like it'd be uh, a lot of fun. So, yeah, um, I just bought them. fifty songs. Fifty songs. That what said? Mm-hmm. The, Konami just gave them the library. Right, like, probably. just throw it in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I'm that guy. I love Dead Cells. I think it's fucking phenomenal as a platformer, as a roguelite. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite ones. A uh, lot of fun, a lot of cool ideas, a lot of imagination. Um, also, the flow of the game is so good. Uh, and then this marriage with Castlevania is just like, I love that it's like an homage to, you know, what inspires a lot of uh, 2D platformers. But um, just the quality that they did here is really cool to see. It's got the the visual movement style of Dead Cells, but then like the visuals of Castlevania, I think it's just a really neat look to it. I do think I'm gonna pick this up and check it out. Um, it does look like a, it's a pretty big chunk of content. That many new weapons, that many skins. Uh, I think it's like two new locations to go to. Um, it's it's a big thing. And it's kind of a neat partnership between, uh, we'll see what Konami's up to. Um, I'm not, I'm not excited for anything they're doing. They got to prove themselves to me. Um, but, uh, it's, it's a cool partnership for, uh, at least the people who make, uh, dead cells. This also makes me wonder that, uh, Konami wants to bring back Castlevania. And I think a lot of people keep speculating like a big 3d one, but when you, when I watched the, um, the affair was called it was this uh presentation for uh silent hill and they brought back the people who worked on the original silent hill and they were talking about they're very candid about uh they're like if you have ideas for silent hill hit us up because we're looking to to make some some good games um and they said that's konami's philosophy right now is they are looking for devs who want to take on these projects but then you look at all the devs that are working on silent hill they're all indies even the people making the silent hill 2 uh, remake, which is kind of crazy, but it sounds cost effective to me. Sounds like Konami doesn't want to spend a lot of money. They didn't in the past. Yeah. That's why they ha- had so many headbutting issues with uh, Kojima. Well, it's smart too, though, because like if one of them does take off, they didn't spend a whole lot. And mm-hmm. if it fails, they didn't spend a whole lot. So it sounds like they're being very frugal. And long story short, I'm wondering if this is a test run for this dev to make a new Castlevania for Konami. Mm. I think it'd almost be a perfect fit. This is almost like testing them. Like, can you, can you make a Castlevania? I mean, and they're basically, like, Fuck it just looks like a faster paced version. of Yeah, it, so. exactly. Like I'm looking at this. I'm like, they could have just made a new Castlevania. Yeah. Like I'm looking at Alucard run around and attack things. I'm like, that's Castlevania. Yeah. Um, so, and like I said, a lot of people are thinking like big budget, triple a 3d Castlevania. Very possible. Why wouldn't they do that? I think you get more people in if you made a big budget, triple a Castlevania. But also, like, back in the day, there was a fucking Castlevania on, like, Game Boy Advance, fucking uh, every console that exists. Like, there's so many Castlevania side projects that were coming out. They're all 2D that I don't think it'd be that crazy for them to introduce just a new, completely solid, awesome, fun-to-play 2D Castlevania as a test run. Yeah. Um, and whether it's these guys or not, I feel like they're, there's a pretty, they have a connection now. They have a, they have a uh, relationship. And so it'd be interesting you know, this game's been out for a while. This is a big DLC for it, but maybe they're moving on to work on a new game. Mm. And maybe it's Castlevania. So uh, I actually think that'd be a great fit um, because I think these guys are definitely proven at this point in making a really great 2D uh, platformer. So 
yeah, just some just some thoughts. I got no reason to believe that, but uh, it just seems interesting to me. So, but as when it comes to this, um, I'm pretty. I'm I'm gonna pick it up. It looks really cool to me. So, and it'll give me a reason to play Dead Cells again. So, yeah. Anything you wanna add? All right, let us know in the comments what do you guys think about Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. Have you played it? And if you've played it, should I be picking this up? Are you having fun with it? Or should maybe I not pick it up because you played it and you're like, dude, it's not that good. Um, if you haven't picked it up, are you planning on picking up? Uh, do you like Dead Cells? What do you think about Dead Cells? And what do you think about a resurgence of Konami properties and more specifically uh, Castlevania possibly coming back? And what do you think they're going to do with that? What do you want from it? Let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. Next video we got is one I've been waiting to watch for a while now, but we've been saving it for this episode. The Final Fantasy Tasty Cast. Final Fantasy 16, uh, I guess a lot of people got to play it. Um, and we're going to be watching IGN's hands-on preview of uh, what they experienced with the game. And uh, then we got a 12-minute video of, I think, a boss fight. I believe it's Garuda. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure. And so we got a lot of Final Fantasy to watch. So... Uh, just fucking sit down, chill, and we're gonna watch all these, uh, all uh, two videos of Final Fantasy 16. But um, one thing I want to say before this, before we watch it, um, this game just gets better and better looking every time I see it. Oh. <laughs> um, but also, I haven't watched this yet, but I read a bunch of people on Twitter talking about uh, getting their hands on it, and they all sounded impressed with it, mm -hmm. which is great to hear. Were you gonna say something? I was just gonna throw out a warning. Um, if you want to go into the game blind, you probably don't want to watch these. So, sure, I would say that with any game, but yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm really excited for 16. I think it looks great. I've uh, been hearing really good things and even more really good things uh, recently. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a big year for Final Fantasy this year. Um, it is. Do you have anything to say about this before we watch this? Um, <clears throat> I am curious what they're going to show, but um, I have watched some of the recent gameplay footage that that went out um specifically i think skill up is the channel yeah uh, i saw their their stuff on it um i think they were given footage by square so we'll see how that goes because they were allowed to play it but they weren't allowed to record it or something like that hmm. i can't remember exactly how they went but um i do think it's interesting that during that that uh bringing people to play it uh thing they talked at length about the vision for the game, making sure that they were making a Final Fantasy for old and new generations, stuff like that. So, so they said with uh, fifteen as well. Yeah, um, and then you know Yoshida just being very, very blunt about like the combat, you know, being action. He's like, you know, most people growing up now play games like Call of Duty and stuff like that. So um, they're trying to appeal to to those generation. Uh, that generation of game players so mm. um basically being like i know there's a little bit of alienation going here for old school final fantasy fans but you know there is um an easier mode so at least you know if you want the story you can still do that so yeah i mean that alienation happened a long time ago so at this point you know i, I understand people wanting like turn-based i would love that as well but i also like action games so i can go either way yeah i think um, you want turn-based you pretty much got bravely default and octopath at this point so yeah yeah, speaking of skill up real quick, um, Dr. Disrespect, uh, he has that game coming out, I forgot what it's called. 
the NFT one. Yeah. And he was talking about how it's going to have NFTs and I got a bunch of people because that's a fun word to throw into gaming. Uh, a lot of people shut up about it. And now he's coming out standing alone going like, hey, we're going to have NFTs in this game. And people are like, it's fucking stupid. And he's now saying that they're stupid because they don't understand NFTs and stuff. And I'm like, are we really revisiting this? Because on one side, I understand what an NFT is. I think a lot of people still don't understand what it is. Um, and I do think that the technology could be used in nothing right now, but in later stuff in an effective way. But um, but as of right now, it's still just a way to get money from people. Um, and a lot of people don't even understand what you're trying to offer them. So when people are like, oh, you're stupid for not wanting to give me money for this thing, it's like, that's your fucking potential customer. What are you doing? Yeah. They, even if you are right, they shouldn't buy shit from you. Like, why would you do that? Why would you go like, you don't fucking get it. You're not, you, you don't get why you should be giving me money. Uh, but secondly, I thought it was really interesting. Right after he made that comment, scale up had a thing on Twitter saying like NFTs are a scam. And he went through this whole thing. He's like, anyone who's trying to sell you NFTs trying to fucking steal your money. And I was like, you're not hundred percent correct, but, uh, anyone selling as anything a, to use after your money. So, I mean, sure. But yeah. he's, he's talking about the scam aspect of yeah. it. You're not getting anything of value unless right, you right. value NFTs. NFTs value is inherent to the people who think it has the value. Yeah, yeah. If you don't think it's valuable, it doesn't have value. So, uh, when somebody's going like, Oh, you're an idiot for not wanting to buy this from me. I don't fucking want it. Um, that's why I've been trying to tell people forever, uh, in, in this conversation, it's like it doesn't it doesn't matter if you think it's valuable if somebody else doesn't find value in it they don't want to buy it then that's where it ends mm -hmm. shut up when people are trying to convince you no no you should buy it no no fuck you you don't need to you don't need to fucking convince people to buy digital assets yeah um so anyway as a person who understands nfts and understands the potential of uh you know future where there's a virtual world where you can actually own a plot of land digitally and have a uh you know actual actual link to a blockchain saying for sure you own that in a digital world um because that's where i could see it going um the the situation the 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 atmosphere around nfts and gaming uh just doesn't belong right now and uh that dr disrespects like bringing it up again is fucking ridiculous but anyway you, you mentioned skill and it reminded me of him just coming out and not even like skating around the topic but just straight up telling people like obviously in in response to dr disrespect that anyone who's trying to get you to buy an ft is trying to scam you so thought that was interesting so yeah it's just we were having this conversation again because like for a while there was like ubisoft square enix all these people and then they all just kind of got hush hush about it um and now he's doing yeah, it yes so. the when well, it has to do with forespoken but um the the ceo i think of square stepped down um, but he was like a big NFT lover. Yeah. Uh, so that stuff might get pulled back on with Square now. With well, him. I made money off of NFTs. I'd be a big NFT sure. lover if, too. If you're making money off something, you're going to be yeah. a fan, right? So the biggest NFT um, fans are people selling them. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do know that Square still does technically sell them, but it's all the, the way they've handled it, I think, has been the most tactful, ironically, mm -hmm. because I expected them to do really poorly with it. I think Sony's approach. Uh, is not needed, but tactful. That, yeah, yeah. It's like they're flirting. I think they do with it with a good smile as well, which is weird. Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, I, with uh, with Square, like you could buy, 
you know, a cloud figurine off their website. Right. Yeah. And I'm a figurine guy. So like, you know, that idea is attractive to me. And then for like an extra, like you know, 25 bucks, you can also get a digital version, which is the NFT. Yeah. So, and I was like, okay, I like, as much as I, I like, I'm not a fan of this, this current state, I should at the very least say, but I, I think NFTs are, you know, like everyone else, not interesting. Mm-hmm. And, um, but at least in this case, it's like it's an optional thing. You can still just have the figurine if you want to, and this doesn't affect anything else yet. So totally fine with that. So yeah, it's too early in the tech to be jumping the gun on NFTs. People are only doing because they can make money off of people right oh, now. Oh yeah. But in the future, you know, you will be able to acquire a unique uh, digital item that you can carry over to other things. Which would be interesting, but we haven't seen it implemented. It's not fucking proven. So like everybody's just talking about ideas and they want you to buy it now. And it's like, no, fucking prove what you're saying. Otherwise, you're just trying to sell digital shit, which is unique if you care about, you know, serial numbers. But uh, outside of that, it's it's nothing. So um, anyway, yeah, that's a whole thing. We should watch this. OK, you ready to watch it. Yep. All right. This is Final Fantasy 16 hands on preview in three, two, one. Go. I was waiting for you. Not for too long, I hope. I remember being awestruck as a teenager by the way Shadow of the Colossus dwarfed my protagonist with its titanic creatures. That feeling of man versus mountain generated by the PS2 classic is something I've rarely experienced since. But at a recent hands-on Josh event for Final Fantasy 16, it happened I'm again. Not I felt either. that awe, that sense of well, colossal scale. Josh, but this like, time, rather it. than being a poetically beautiful battle, it was an explosive homage to anime warfare. I hate the way people write at IGN. Agreed. It's so The two-hour demo was, according to developer Square Enix, a special version made for media to experience, and contents may differ from the final version. Pulled from around five hours into the story, the combat-focused segment contained a trio of boss battles that showcased Final Fantasy XVI's ambitious approach to scale. The first of these, it's a showdown with a spy named Benedicta, yeah. was a traditional human versus human clash that embraced the dexterity of this entry's new real-time action combat. But it was the other two, much grander fights that really caught my attention. Final Fantasy XVI sees a number of kingdoms caught up in a war over magical crystals. Key to this war are icons, Uh, colossal monsters that, if you're a Final Fantasy fan, you may know better as summons. In most previous games in the series, these deity-like creatures were effectively elaborate magic But in Final Fantasy XVI, they are vital components of the plot and act as major boss battles across protagonist Clive's journey. One such icon is Garuda, a 20-meter-tall bird-like creature summoned by Benedicta that wields the power of wind. As I dodged and weaved around Garuda's legs and wings, deflecting blows that would kill a normal man, the the battle called to mind scenes from kaiju movies and an anime-like attack on Titan. After dealing enough damage to stun her, I could fire a magical grappling hook into her jaw and yank her head down to the ground, opening her face up for a chain of hugely That's damaging cool. attacks. There's something inherently yeah, exciting about fights so this good. large, it, and Final it looks fucking good. seems to be fully committed to going as big as it possibly can. I love the scale that you're fighting something that big. That's not to say the game's strengths are only in these gigantic boss fights, though. Much of the demo saw me storming through a castle while cutting down a whole garrison of swordsmen in the grittiest combat of Final Fantasy's 36-year history. Clive strikes with fury, impaling and even stomping on enemies that have fallen to the ground. 
That's not to say all the fantasy has been drawn out of Final Fantasy though, far from it. Magical abilities frequently coat the screen with vibrant particle effects. It's all a bit overwhelming at first, and the arcade-like UI dude. that constantly spits out damage numbers is an ugly contrast against the world's otherwise handsome art. But as I settled into the systems, I found the blend of action and tactical abilities rewarding. It particularly came alive in the rapidly paced battle against Benedicta, who pushed me to make use of all of my many skills. Men of your talents are rare indeed. Clive is a nimble fighter, and each swing of his sword reminds you that Final Fantasy XVI's combat director is Ryoto Suzuki, best known for his work on Devil May Cry and Dragon's Dogma. Fights feel okay, fast, layered, and incredibly flashy. The core fundamentals are pulled from Japanese action classics. Dodges, parries, uppercuts, and combo attacks. But built atop this is a magic Man, system that sees you channel the, the power of different icons to unleash powerful special attacks. Well, it looks like one. But gameplay-wise, yeah, <laughs> the the fucking abilities look like Final Fantasy, oh, but yeah, yeah the combats, the fiery phoenix, the winds of Garuda, and well, the earth-shattering magic Titan. Only one icon's abilities like, can be channeled at a time, but a quick still, like, press of the weird, left like, trigger pausing. cycles through mm, each yeah, summon. It's not, it's not as fluid. You can fire a blast of flames, like for instance, uh, before quickly swapping to Garuda yeah, to yeah, launch your target into the air with a hurricane-like spin. And finally switch to Titan to finish them off with a charged power attack that strikes downwards with stone fists. Each icon ability has its own cooldown, so hot swapping between the mid-fight and managing their wait times provides a light tactical edge to each clash. I'm interested to discover what tactics will be unlocked as Clive gains the power of even more icons, and I hope they feel as distinct as the three I've used so far. The the world of graphics, the gameplay, everything I'm so sold on. I just hope the story of this is great, but Final Fantasy has a pretty good track record. So. days of picking attacks from a menu yeah, and find all of this of somewhat like, intimidating, okay. you may find solace in Square's Some novel approach to accessibility. Rather than difficulty options, there's a collection of five rings that bestow combat easing effects. The Ring of Timely Evasion, for instance, will make Clive automatically dodge most incoming attacks, while the Ring of Timely Strikes will perform elaborate combos with just mode. one tap of the attack Thank button. You. There are utility-focused rings too, including one that issues commands to Clive's dog, Torgle, who can provide attack and healing Dang. assistance. With the combat already sufficiently layered, I can imagine even skilled players may also opt to skip the pet micromanagement. These rings I feel like this is going to be like one of my top three games of the year. Levels will all be able to enjoy Final Fantasy I hope clashes, it is. Which are made yeah, I hope it's that good, but like, I'm just looking at This has potential being like a fucking fantastic a game. Cool strike or evade. These like, moments are coupled to they're not holding back. Yeah. Budget-wise, like animations, comp, everything looks top-notch. The slick presentation made each of the boss battles feel like momentous fights rather than interrupted melees. The overall sense is that Final Fantasy XVI will let us be directly involved in the outrageous anime-like battles typically reserved for cutscenes. That's never more true than in what is likely to become Final Fantasy XVI's flagship battle mode, Icon vs. Icon. When Clive summons an icon, you're put in direct control of them, and each of hmm. these explosive clashes between gods are promised to be a unique experience with yeah, bespoke mechanics. The third boss of the demo, a beatdown between Garuda and the fire demon Ifrit, was something akin to a nuclear-powered wrestling match. Compared to Clive, Ifrit is a very simple fighter, with just a scant few brawling abilities. What but I'm seeing looks awesome. The way he's describing it is such, it makes it sound so stupid. Each time I'd land a blow, Ooh, Garuda, Godzilla an anime. animation would trigger. My favorite of which was dragging my foe face first across a rocky landscape. 
It was a shallower combat experience compared to controlling Clive in the clashes with Benedicta and Garuda. But I can forgive that if the spectacle proves this. Dude, it's like when you're Mel Gear Rex versus Ray, like. The fight's very simple, like it's fucking as well dope. As carving yeah, so. my way through yeah, dozens exactly. of regular soldiers has left me with a lot of hope for Final Fantasy 16. But this demo was purely combat focused, meaning I've yet to see much of its RPG credentials. This demo's generic medieval That's fine. They, they got to prove the combat system first. Everything else they have already proven. Stonewalled route towards the next boss. But as previously mentioned, the contents of this demo may differ from the final version. And so I hope when more is revealed, we'll discover Most it has Most of because like 15 going into it with the weird explore. dev time and seeing it and trailers and, and characters lack of aliasing, I was like, ah, so far, man, then Final it looks, doesn't look that great, but this one I don't have any of that. Worth being yeah. excited about. Control it, Kai. For more looks at upcoming games, check out our previews of Crime Boss Rock A City and Kerbal Space Program 2. No. And for everything else, all right, so before we go into the 12 minutes, which is a chunk, um, what we think or what we take away from that? Um, I didn't get a whole lot of new, uh, personally, because like I said, I, I have kind of heard a lot of this already from recent videos. But um, uh, it is, uh, it was already a must-buy for me anyways. I, I, you know, I am one of the, I guess, few when you go online and listen to people complain about certain Final Fantasies, uh, people who have enjoyed every final fantasy to some extent so yeah um so i didn't think that was going to be a, a tough one um uh, but i also i have uh a lot of faith in the team that's mm -hmm. working on this one because final fantasy 14 is amazing and it's a lot of the same people so it's uh, pretty crazy yeah um it's the same division of square a lot of the same leadership the same uh music guy the whole works so like um pretty excited for that it also has a lot of like the heavens ward you know people and that was a very hmm. like dark story in final fantasy 14 so um yeah, it's promising yeah it's it's a lot of honestly i i like to temper my expectations a lot of time i don't think i can with this game just because oh, i'm not there's Fuck just that. too much um stuff i know about like you know the people work on it and then mm -hmm. all the stuff they keep showing on it and then they brought in people to make the combat because that's something that squares kind of mad is action combat and they brought yeah. someone in to address that problem yeah um, i forgot as the guy who made dragon's dogma as well or at yeah. least the combat because i remember when he was asked about uh making dragon's dogma 2 he said he had to make a decision between devil may cry and dragon's dogma and with devil may cry because he wanted to make a new one of that which makes sense people liked it um but now i think after this he's they they are working on dragon's dogma 2 that was confirmed we just haven't seen it because probably this been is being worked on but uh <laughs> just the idea of the the combat system in dragon's dogma is like the highlight of the game mm -hmm. it's awesome yeah. like I, I still play other games and go like man it'd be cool if you could like do stuff you could do in dragon's dogma mm -hmm. it's very creative and then devil cry still cry so kind of set the standard for that kind of game so for the uh, hyper action yeah. so like the hyper action we're seeing here makes sense but also the big spectacle fighting of like big enemies dragon's dogma kind of does that so mm -hmm. um it kind of makes sense there's a pedigree there um that uh makes me feel like you said this team that's been assembled all have really good credentials yeah um yeah, I haven't played 14 as much as you have, but I've only heard you rave about it forever. But even when you're talking about the guy who did the music, um, I think the music of 14 is fantastic. So, um, oh, dude, Soken's amazing. So, you know, 
what he was able to do there, they're likely going to do here. And I just, I have a feeling this game is going to be fucking good. I, it, I have a better feeling going into it than I did with 15. And I loved 15 after I beat it. Yeah. Um, and so this game is already looking awesome. And it seems like it's also more types of gameplay. It seems like a bigger game, not just in every way, you know, graphics scale, that shit, but like also like, you know, the, the world, the exploration, the combat, the icon um, battles. It just seems like it's a it's a grander vision yeah. um, that uh, I'm just going off on things now. But like uh, <laughs> uh, when you said tempered expectations, I do that with every game typically. Yeah. Um, but certain games I just get hyped for. This is a game I'm just hyped for. I if this game comes out, it's bad. I'm going to be fucking devastated. I'm, I'm not. I'll just be confused because yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, that's a game I want to play. What they're showing me here looks awesome. And it doesn't look touched up. It doesn't look like anything. It just looks like that's gameplay. It looks fucking dope. Um, it's what I want to play. And uh, I want to experience that story, especially like you said, the people who worked on 14 did Heaven's War, all stuff is working on this. Um, it, it just seems like the game's in good hands. Yeah. I, I don't feel any sense of like, I need to be worried about this game. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way too, which has like little warnings go off in my head because I'm mean, feeling that comfortable with the game. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to a lot. I mean, like I said already, I was going to buy it anyways. And then mm -hmm. this year's super busy for square anyways. Um, and then they got fan fest going as well. So we're getting a 14 expansion announcement this year and, busier busier yeah yeah um all right well that's some thoughts there let's jump into the 12 minutes real quick we okay. can talk while we watch that i think this is just pure gameplay this is 12 minutes final fantasy 16 icon summons gameplay vigen again hopefully there's no fucking writing over it where guys just oversimplifying everything or trying to sound whimsical in the way he's wording things like he's trying to write a fucking novel um let's just watch it Three, okay. two, one, go. I also heard during the interview too that um, there's like almost zero love in this game. Yeah, I think I uh, read somewhere that the game uh, can only run on the PS5s, or at least it has to be like a PS5, uh, the ability to load. That SSD. Yeah. See, it went straight out of from cutscene straight into gameplay stuff. So. Yeah. I think that's QTEs. It is. Uh, I think it's funny how much blood's in the game. Yeah. The, it's just a lot darker than I'm. Final Fantasy's not um, any stranger to dark stories at all. Yeah. But um, but not like a gritty, bloody game. That's not typically Final Fantasy. I don't think Final Fantasies are typically ever rated out. I think this one is. Yeah. But like in cinematics, you'll see people with like blood on their face yeah, or like, yeah, you know, yeah. someone gets stabbed through or whatever. But like, uh, yeah, it's not like you're stabbing through and blood's flying out. The thing about this game, too, is like I'm already fucking sold. I think the people that they're going to alienate the most is the people who want an older Final Fantasy. Because I think this is going to bring in players who typically wouldn't play a game like this. Well, I think that's the, the goal. Yeah. Because like the gameplay here looks like a competent third-person action game. 
confident I'm putting it lightly. I think it looks great, but like, you know, at the very least, if you're not even a Final Fantasy guy, but you saw this game, you might go like, oh, I like action games. Yeah, see, they were fighting, and it just went instantly into cutscene stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's seamless. Looks great. I'm just impressed with um, the variety of uh, cinematics and animations that are happening in such a short amount of time. The game just seems like it has a lot of work put into it. It is hilarious seeing all these little mechanics going off, though, because the teams never know. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of a lot of fucking mechanics. And you see, you see that a lot in action games these days anyways, yeah. but, I mean, the, the, these guys design mechanic fights. They have years of experience yeah. doing stuff like that to make awesome. boss battles interesting. Yeah. I just love the spectacle. It's like that she's like crawling around stuff. Like a lot of games just have a big character model walking yeah. at you and you just hit the ankles until they fall down and then you hit them in the head. But this just has more going on. It's just, kind of, yeah, it's kind of interesting because, like, you know, she's got to be able to reach him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, she has to hit him, too. Yeah. So, like, she's down there trying to hit him. I do think that the damage it's showing is a bit distracting because it covers everything. So I wonder if you can, if there'll be, like, a UI thing where... Well, some games nowadays offer different levels of UI, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. You can have like a minimal UI, no UI, you know, standard, and then like one that has everything. Yeah. Because I would like the... I, I like the numbers. I want to know how much damage I'm doing, but that they're like spreading around him is cool visually, but it, it's blocking what you're looking at. Imagine getting your ass kicked by someone that small. <laughs> it's like fucking like a little action figure shows up and starts just beating your ass. Ew. Oh. Right in the eyeball. Yeah. I thought it froze for a second. I'm like, uh oh. I love fucking Gruda's design. He has a much more extreme version of the one from 14. Just the detail and just all the features. Really fucking cool looking. This must be like an early fight. Well, they also said it is modified to be yeah. not like it will be in the game. Yeah, it's like two hours that's like meant to showcase combat to you know, journalists and stuff. This seems almost like an introduction. Bro, the cinematics are so good. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If the story's great, this game's gonna be fucking A plus material. We're just gonna chill. Dude, his cinematics are good. Much better than 15. It's it's such an improvement. Yeah. Obviously, it's not connected to 15, but it's the last Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. Games. Yeah, for sure. 
but like 15 originally was supposed to be like on PS3 four, or 13 yeah so it's like it was kind of a weird one it was definitely weird so this is a pretty big jump I also think it's interesting that they're treating summons as playable things now. It's a cool change-up. Yeah, it's like basically like a fucking kaiju fight. Yeah. fast it seems so now his design's fucking dope too the horns yeah he looks pretty similar to like recent designs uh the thing i am liking though is like the weird like dried lava look on his skin with like the heat coming from within Cinematic Clash. Imagine playing it, especially when you're invested in the story. It's gonna be so much better. I'm so glad the magic was really good because that was like yeah. the most disappointing part of 15. Like, yeah. The magic was just was so weak. Is this game on Unreal or is it on the, that Luminous engine? Sure, but that was a whole ass engine. I don't know why they wouldn't use it on something else. They did, 15. Yeah. <laughs> well, that explains a lot. <laughs> that whole team got fucking disbanded. Yeah, well. It was an expensive game that underperformed, and Square has a history of doing that. So. Yo. I think uh, they probably knew that before, though, going into it. Unreal. 
Yeah, explains a lot. Like a full-on fucking crazy fight. I'll say you're you're participating in a cutscene, basically. <laughs> Which is fine. Cause you know, you already did like the fight. Damn. how long this lasts especially for the amount of cinematics that are happening yeah i mean they're really going for like a spectacle Um, well, that was awesome. Yeah. I'm sold. There wasn't a single thing about that that I thought was, like, okay or subpar looking. Everything about that looked awesome. The cinematics are awesome. The visual style is awesome. The gameplay looks fun. Even if I know some people are going to have an issue with, like, the cinematic gameplay. Um, oh, for sure. That's not for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, because people are like, I don't want to play a movie, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I like cinematics still. Like, as long as there's still gameplay to be had. Um, those cinematic events, that's that shit for you to like visually see and take in as it's happening. At least they're giving you interaction in that. And some of it was actually like pure gameplay, like where he's dodging between the, yeah. the tornado stuff. It wasn't as good as like, you know, this when it comes to gameplay, but there's gameplay there. But the amount of things happening that you're interacting with gives you this planned out cinematic event that, uh, that I think is really fucking cool looking. So, um, yeah, overall, the game looks fucking awesome. I'm really excited for it. I think this is, it's a little early, but uh, I feel like it's its like a game of the year uh, contender. Uh, it could possibly be. Not, it is, because I don't know. I haven't played it. Um, but it's just looking like a fucking fantastic game. So, Yeah. Um, I'm definitely a fan of, of cinematic games. Um, you know, I like basically being part of an interactive movie uh so that's fine by me this seems like it has a good blend of both as well yeah um i also i love it's basically a payoff like the payoff for your work when you get a cutscenes and stuff like that sure. final fantasy games like 
So um, I like that a lot. Um, I understand though. I, some people just want to play something like Jump King. It's I have button, I jump. Like so. Um, True. I mean, I've literally heard a guy like talk say that like he he wants to play. He just wants to play a game that's you you play a game. There's nothing else. Like, yeah. I, I, I always forget that people are pretty locked into certain kinds of games. Uh, I'm somebody who appreciates all games. So like yeah. I can take a, a cinematic game and this looks way more than that's downplaying this game to say it's just cinematic, but yeah. <laughs> then I could also just play, we talk about all the time on plus club, a game that's just fucking gameplay. It's, it's not a big budget, crazy story game, but like, it's just fun. And that's the point. So like, there's room for all of it. If you yeah. appreciate gaming in general, it's like you were saying earlier when people are like certain Final Fantasy suck and certain ones are good. I like them all. There's definitely weaker ones, but like yeah. my brain doesn't go like that one sucked. It's not as good as this one. I don't have that. So yeah, to each their own. But yeah, when it comes to that kind of thing, um, there's a place for it. Jump King. I don't even know what the fuck that is, but um, it's literally like a platformer where you go up. But if you fall, you fall to the bottom. No. I played a mobile game like that a long time ago, but yeah. I don't think it's called Jump King. I think it's yeah. called something else. But um, there's a bunch of games like that. But yeah, um, I could I could appreciate that. But um, yeah, I'm also and, and some people are like, well, I don't care about graphics. I only care about gameplay. Like, no, no, no. Gameplay's king for sure. Oh yeah. But I'm also a fucking tech nerd, so like I love seeing great graphics. Um, and so yeah, there's just there's just layers and shit like that. So. Um, well, yeah, it comes down to like the type of gamer you are. If you are, you mm-hmm. know, obviously more so you, but, um, you know, we try to be a little more rounded about yeah. like, you know, our enjoyment of games. Um, I like less genres, but I do play. Sure. I play lots of indie games. You can, you can still understand what somebody could like out of a game that you're not into oh, that genre. Sure. Yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I try to understand stuff. But yeah, I, I, yeah, for sure. I, but I have a fucking problem. I see every game come out. I'm like, I'd like to try that. I'd like to try that. Yeah. I'd like to try that. Um, so yeah, I, I am an extreme of like, I like video games. I mean, I like fucking Tetris. I, I still think that game's a banger, uh, let alone any modern game that, you know, is bringing the craziest stuff you can bring to a game. Yeah. I, I like it all. So, um, yeah. Uh, but overall, I mean, I think I've said enough on this game. Um, I think it looks great. I think it's going to be possibly one of the best games of 2023 uh, easily. Um, and and I'm okay with the direction shift as long as, um, and they are doing it current still, but uh, as long as like the other style of game doesn't just disappear altogether, and maybe it's not a Final Fantasy, and now it's, you know, a Bravely Default. It's an mm-hmm. Octopath, you know. Um, you know, I would hate for... The, turn base to just disappear but i do understand sure that that is definitely more of an older gamer thing um so uh well if you think about the tech of turn-based combat it makes sense that at one time how do we allow people to decide actions for multiple people in a fight of like three versus three or whatever oh have them stand there and then you decide and then that eventually evolved into like a genre of like oh it's turn-based like everyone's stand there they're doing their moves and then you have them jump over and hit um so yeah it, it does feel like you know if you're gonna make a turn-based game now you don't need to um the tech is there to to convey a group battle in different ways but people won't like that genre so they want that kind of gameplay still and i'm one of them i i think turn-based is a lot of fun well it almost kind of like goes into like a strategy game like um 
sort of area because you know you sure. have time in between turns it 100% to is strategy. think about stuff you know versus yep. an action game it's reactionary yep so um, not to say yeah, it's not you're strategy, swinging and dodging, and then you're right. popping a heel when your health goes yeah. down in in real time. Versus like there is strategy if you're playing the original Final Fantasy VII or any of them, and you're deciding like, okay, this turn that guy's low on health. Do I hit or do I heal? Maybe if I can put a shield on that person, this guy can do that. Like you, you are you're strategizing, and I think a lot of that does get pulled out of the attraction to a Final Fantasy when the strategy is left and now it's just you and pure skill-based combat. I mean, it is a very big shift. Um, But again, this isn't the end. Like, you know, when they make a Final Fantasy 17, maybe people aren't as stoked about this combat system and they go, well, okay, well, let's pull it back and try something else. Or they get a new director who's like, yeah, we're going to go old school. Well, and it is a philosophy of theirs to as it has been, you know, every Final Fantasy is supposed to be a different exactly. experience with connective tissue. And it's kind of left to every director to kind of decide what Final Fantasy is. Yeah. I, I've heard Yoshi P talk about this even. He's like, I have to sit there and think about like, what is Final, what makes a Final Fantasy? Yeah. Um, you know, there's I have some ideas on, on that, but yeah. Sure. But it's, it's something they're presented with when they're, mm-hmm. they're given the opportunity to make one. Like, yeah. what is Final Fantasy? And yep. then you make a game off that. So, um, it's just kind of neat listening to, I, I like listening to that guy talk anyways, but, um, yeah, there, there's just a, a company philosophy when it comes to Final Fantasy to make a different game every time anyways. Mm-hmm. So, which I love. Um, it's always been a, a thing about Final Fantasy I've, I've really enjoyed is that they're all different, mm-hmm. um, but share things, um, which is always a lot of fun. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's Ifrit. Oh, it's Garuda. Um, they're all in the games, but they're different oh, this I time around. I didn't bring up Dragon Quest earlier. Like, that's like their AAA turn-based game right there. So True. I think it's interesting, too, that uh, Final Fantasy fifteen and Seven Remake have flirted with a action-based combat system in different ways. Mm-hmm. Seven and fifteen don't feel the same, but they're a similar philosophy of fight in real time, but you can pause and, you know, execute a move and then this one's just going full action Mm -hmm. but seems like you have moves you're going to be able to use uh just in a more fast it just seems way more like an action game but you have um, cooldowns but yeah uh there's no pausing (laughs) but it's just interesting that they've they've been flirting flirting with this for a while in different ways and now they're just going full bore and we'll see uh what they do with it but um yeah i'm i'm impressed i'm i'm hyped um it's a must play game for me this year for sure yeah. Anything else you want to say? I hope I have free time because I'll be really, making time for this one. I really don't want to uh, run into spoilers after this game comes out. I would like to just play it yeah. and enjoy it um, as best I can. So yeah. All right. Well, let's know in the comments below what you guys think of the 12 minutes of Final Fantasy 16 Icon Summons gameplay. What do you think of the gameplay? Uh, do you like it? Do you not like it? Is there certain things you, you're not very into? What do you think about the hands-on preview? Did you get any information out of that that you thought was interesting? Or do you have any information you've read somewhere that you want to add to the conversation? Let us know in the comments below. And uh, yeah, give me your general thoughts on everything Final Fantasy 16. Is this exciting for you? Is it not exciting for you? Do you have your apprehensions? Maybe you're reserved about a couple things. Maybe you're really excited. You're like, this is going to be fucking it. Let me know in the comments below.
All right, so time again where we read your comments and reply to them. If you want a comment to be read for sure, type in hashtag AskTLG on your comment. It makes it easier for me to find it, and I will prioritize your comment. Otherwise, I will read at random. All right, so we, or I did, a reaction to Dead Island 2 uh, extended gameplay reveal. This has got a good amount of views. I got some um, traction, for which, sure. Uh, and that's old, because it's at like 1,300 now, I think. But, uh, but yeah, I'm really happy with that, because views on the channel have been really shit lately so uh it's good to see that um we got a lot of comments from people here and uh, i'm having my typical late night contact issue so i'm gonna try and not say game when i read i think i, I think i said game over genre like mm. three times last time and uh, when i was listening to it, i was like damn like i was really not reading that correctly so let's try this again um let's see we got from raw augments surprised to see this come out after 12 years since release was hesitant after the first few trailers but this one definitely has me considering uh need a new fun zombie slaying game many memories from dead island one i agree with you um i have memories from dead island one as well uh the game was very janky but overall a fun game especially the multiplayer aspect of it and uh i think even though the combat system wasn't great it it had some really cool ideas where you could target uh limbs and break you know a leg or cut certain things off and so um this is a game i'm tempering my expectations for but um, i want it to be really good mm. and it's looking really good so far so um it's really interesting um how many people are kind of in the exact same boat as me when they're saying like, you know, was hesitant after the first few trailers, but this one definitely has me considering. I, yeah, same, like more and more I see in this game, I'm like, I think this game is just gonna be like fun. I think they actually did it. So uh, let's all hope that's the case um, because uh, it would suck if we're getting, you know, a little more hyped on this, like, wait, it might actually be good. And then it comes out and shit, that'd be devastating. So um, you're probably not going to have a whole lot to say on this. Uh, yeah, this is way out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. But I mean, I, I do hope for a good game to come out of it, obviously. I We said a million times on this channel, but like never want games to be bad. So yeah. um, and the concern on the the timeline, you know, is completely valid. How many games have been screwed to that? Even like. Yeah. 15 we just got done talking about that's one of those games it fortunately was put together enough to make a game you know that was um finished but it definitely has some issues especially in mid game they so. yeah they they saved that game for sure but and it does have weaknesses for sure but uh the story saves it and i think uh the beginning and end save it but yeah you can definitely tell that um I didn't go into it with the same anticipation as, as 16 at this point. I looked at 15 and went like, why does it look like that? Yeah. Why does it just seem like they're just only showing that you can drive around open fields with nothing in them? Because the um, middle of the game is that. Yeah. Because yeah. they were like, <laughs> we don't know how to do open worlds yet. So they're experimenting. Um, so yeah, valid concern for sure. Uh, I, I uh, have talked about this a million times, but you know, one delay, whatever. Two delays, it happens. Three delays, I'm like, that's getting kind of weird and then you know for whatever and then the longer the dev cycle it's like some people are like well you know sometimes you need more time to work on a game very rarely the longer you go it benefits uh if you get past like six years eight years to develop a game that makes me go like there's something wrong and this game had one dev originally working on it and then they switched a whole new dev and i'm like that's not good yeah so yeah 
Anyway, uh, thank you for the comment. Next person up is Olizart. Am I reading that correctly? Olizart? It might be Olizart. Olizart uh, says, yep, you said it, dude. Just stupid, dumb fun. I'm in for sure. Was a fan of the first and the DLCs as well as Dying Light games. Only three-player co-op, though, which is a step back. Oh, well, more gore, less players. Take my money and bring on the 4th of April. It's so um, common lately, the yeah. three-player thing. Um so, you know, when I when I see four player in a game, I'm like, ooh, they're going crazy with this one. Yeah, and it's just kind of like is weird to me because uh, it, it has it's a mixed bag, right? It's easier to find two people than it is to find three to play a game, unless you, you're okay with playing for randos, then it doesn't matter. But but uh, I also think it allows them to make higher fidelity games because there's less people they have to render the game to. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Agreed. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, the I agree. When it comes to this though, the the three player co op is is weird. I I prefer the four player. Um, but like he said, the gore. Um, you know, there's a lot of gore in this game, so maybe they're trying to save some mm-hmm. some memory there. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, you're agreeing with me when I said it's just stupid, dumb fun. That's what I'm looking for with this game. I'm also a fan of the original Dying Light and the DLCs, but also Dying Light. And I see a lot of people. I had somebody go like, um, they went, oh, it just looks like Dying Light. And I'm like, yeah, Dying Light looked like Dead Island with parkour. Mm. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know how far back you want to go here. So um, they can both exist as long as they offer things that are that are worthwhile. Yeah. But uh, uh, I think it looks like dumb fun. And uh, I do think dropping back to three player kind of sucks because the original had four or was it four? I feel like it was almost more than that. It was six? I think it's four. But uh, but yeah, it it's still multiplayer. So I'll take it. Um, yeah. Anything else? Let me, or not let me know. <laughs> don't let me know anything. Thank you for the comment. Don't All is art. Don't me. tell me anything. <laughs> uh, last comment on this video we got from the showmaster saying, I like how this game doesn't take itself too seriously. Dying Light 2 took itself too seriously and tried to be gritty, but ended up being cringy. Although I don't like the characters in Dead Island 2. Uh, they all feel too crazy and their outfits don't really match their backgrounds. I would gone with more normal uh, and stereotypical characters like a, uh, a snobby actor, social media influencer, and a move to L.A. from South, a Mexican landscaper gangster or priest or rabbi. Um, when it comes to the characters, I don't, I don't really care too much just because like I think the tone of the game is kind of wacky um the last game the characters were also kind of wacky we had the i forgot what his name was but uh he sings that it raps a song uh who do you voodoo bitch so that's kind of the tone we're going for here so um, i'm not too worried about it as long as i don't have too much dialogue that's annoying um i liked dying light too and and the story and that takes itself a little more serious but uh but i get where you're where you're coming from um that's why I think it's kind of good that we have two separate games because one is the more serious story, serious atmosphere, the whole idea of like, you know, get get back before dark situation that has like this tension to it. And then like Dead Island is this game where you and your friends run around, and just beat zombies and cut them up. And, um, you know, core gameplay elements are similar, but also just different vibes. So, um, yeah. I uh I get where you come from for sure. Um, anything you want to add? I don't think I can. So no. 
All right. Well, thank you everybody who commented on this video and we're moving on to the next one, which is where we reviewed Ollie Ollie World Mafia Definitive Edition Evil Dead the Game and Destiny 2, which was Plus Club. And we got a couple comments. The first one is from Ego Border saying the Mafia games were great back in the day, if a if a bit niche because they dared to use an open world for a setting and atmosphere more than actual gameplay, which is really interesting because it is more of just the atmosphere. It's not mm-hmm. really like an open world like Grand Theft Auto. Uh, I was hyped for Mafia 3, but although I'd put the first five to ten hours up there with uh, GTA 4 or any HBO crime show, the game just could not hold my interest even on a fresh start months later. Um, okay, I think we played three, didn't we? Uh, probably on Plus Club. I think so. I think we've played all of them except for two. Yeah. Um, well, there's only three of them, but yeah, I don't remember liking three. Um, uh, I liked one, as I said in the video. You yeah, want you my whole it. opinion? You should check out the, the episode, but yeah, um, spoiler, I, I liked it. So, um, but, uh, I do like the, I was worried actually with the open world aspect of it because as I've said a million times on this channel, I struggle with that. And this yeah. game, I my headspace was oh, it's an open world game I'm not gonna get very far in it but I, I need to play it for the the channel mh-hmm. uh, and then I beat it so yeah it was weird I wasn't expecting that they, at all they did but then when job. I but then when I thought about it, I'm like the it, the open world's a facade like yeah. he said it's it's the backdrop it's the mm-hmm. atmosphere you can drive around it but like it's more about a giant scene for the linear gameplay you're going to be doing one is for the car chases for yeah, sure exactly because you have some choice then on where to go yeah. unless you're following someone obviously but yeah um, when you're just like running from the cops it gives you a town to drive through so. mm-hmm. yeah it's it's kind of interesting that that's a, not a thing like that's kind of like they did that and that's mm-hmm. it i can't think of another open world game that uses the world as like just the backdrop of a of a very precise story not to the same except but maybe sleeping dogs yeah but that does have open world elements for sure yeah so um as for mafia 3 um you barely remember it um yeah. but uh i'm in the exact same boat and i think most people are um this thing that i appreciate about that game i i don't even think like the characters of the story is like necessarily bad and the gameplay is fun. I actually like playing it, but the world's like vacant, has nothing going on. It's trying to pretend to be an open world game, but it's not really uh, similar to the other mafia games. Um, but it becomes very repetitive. So when you say like the first five to 10 hours, it's good. Yeah, because you haven't gotten to the repetitive aspect of the game yet. But once you get to the point where you're just in the same type of mission over and over again, and then eventually getting cutscenes, it starts wearing on you. I never finished that game. It's the only mafia game I haven't beaten. Um, so and i don't know if i ever will which kind of sucks i probably should just sit down and play it but i've tried three different times um and i always just kind of fall out of it so i think they definitely made some mistakes with mafia 3 um but they are working on uh, a new mafia they got leaked called mafia primordial it's obviously a code name um and so hopefully they can bring something to it because mafia if you think about the three games is a great series the first two are awesome the second one's the best first one and this new version of it's really good um and then three has it's not a bad game it's just not great so um i'd like to see a, a new mafia but maybe take it back to the old days or maybe a modern mafia story would be interesting i don't know um but yeah yeah uh anything else i mean mafia doesn't have to necessarily be as a game 
title. It doesn't necessarily have to be about the Italian or you know mafia. It could be. It's kind of mafia three. And well, I was gonna say you could you could use any criminal organization really. Yakuza, I mean, dude. Be, you could, yeah, you could do yakuzas. You could do you know like uh, what do they call triads or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all sorts of stuff you could do with it. So um, they could do an Irish mafia, but just story. Keep, keep it story heavy because I think that's where it kind of shines yeah. over other um, games in its its style. So yeah, fucking mafia two when it came out was impressive because it had all these crazy physics engine stuff that was crazy and uh really good combat nowadays it's nothing special but back then it really was but the big pull to that game was the characters in the story were really well done and uh you wanted to beat the game for a conclusion to that story when i beat it though i wasn't compelled to play it again um because it is finite you like you beat it you're like okay Sure, but there's nothing wrong with that. If, no, there's not. If you make a good experience. If I beat it, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, yeah. I typically don't force myself to play a game all the way through if I'm not into yeah. it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Thank you for the comment, Ego Border. And then we got one from Jeremy Melinda saying, you guys ever want to try getting back into Destiny in Lightfall? Let me know. I'd be up for helping out. Now, um, I read your comment. And then I start looking into Lightfall because you're saying there's a lot of cool features and it does sound interesting. But in that time, it actually released. And I've been hearing a lot of negative stuff about this now. Um, so this is a reply to your comment in, in terms of I, I need feedback from you, uh, Jeremy. Have you played it? And what do you think of it? Are you still are you still like playing through it? And you, are you enjoying it? Are you playing through it because it's just more content to a game you already play? Um, or are you one of the people who are disappointed by it? Because I've seen all over the place, whether it's Steam, videos, whatever, uh, a lot of people are not happy with, I guess, the story. I don't I don't follow the story of Destiny, but uh, I guess a lot of people are really upset with where it went, I guess. Yeah, and actually, I, I was also flirting with the idea of picking yeah. it up because I do enjoy playing oh dude destiny, destiny plays great um but i don't i don't st- i don't stick to it it's not like my mmo of choice type of thing mm-hmm. um but it like you said the reception on paper that we've seen <laughs> essentially uh, has been kind of negative uh, but it has been heavily focused on the story and realistically i don't care about the story um, so if the game play features and uh, mechanics of this expansion are worth playing still whether it's you or anyone listening to this want to give feedback on that that'd be great yeah anybody yeah um because that's really the only part i would care about i would honestly probably be skipping the story yeah i uh i admittedly have not been paying attention to the story when i was playing destiny 2 um i i understood some of the major beats but outside of that i wasn't really playing it for the story um and i i get if somebody's playing that and they're invested in the the story but um when people are saying when i was reading reviews and they're saying it sucks because the story i'm like well that isn't that's not gonna affect me same if yeah. the, if the game plays there and it's got features that are worth playing that's gameplay gameplay's king that's what i care I, that's what i'm worried about yeah same so so yeah and that, that's pretty much what i need to know because um destiny expansions are expensive compared to other games so I kind of need to know that before that was that was one thing I saw a lot of people complaining about too is they're they're saying um, the amount of content versus practically buying a brand new game wasn't worth it. So I've heard that multiple times for this game as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty regular thing I hear. So yeah, Uh, yeah. replying to your comment because I would love feedback from uh, this original 
comment you sent us and now because i'm sure you've played it by now and uh let me know what you think and if this isn't like a challenge if you think it's great let me know like i'm, I'm definitely yeah. curious and i send that to anybody if anybody's playing lightfall let me know what you think of it um anything else all right thank you everybody for the comments last video was our reacting to state of play and uh, only for one, com well, both of them from Ego Border, but one of them uh, I thought was interesting. Ego Border says, I'm not uh, anti-VR, but I do find that I have to go out of my way to use it despite enjoying it. The content still suffers somewhat from novelty factor as opposed to something I will sink 100 hours into before I notice. And to be honest, I can't pinpoint the problem. Sometimes I feel the experience are neutered or experiences are neutered. Sometimes I couldn't imagine one more second. Sometimes it feels like back in the day renting NES games and just getting whatever I got uh, with a few clear standouts that seem to get the medium on another level. You've been playing a lot of VR lately. What do you think? Um, my, my first response to be the go out of the way part. I completely understand yeah. as someone who has now tried three VR headsets. Um, I do think the PSVR 2 um, is not an out of my way thing. It yeah. is the, so simple to, to just plug in and go. It's, it's great. Um, I will agree with the novelty thing, though. A lot of your experiences are just that. Experiences. 90%. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are some games out there, and I've been playing a crap ton of No Man's Sky. That is a game, right? I get a whole experience there. Well, the best thing in VR now, where we're at, is that there are fully-fledged games that you can play in VR now. Uh, as opposed to a while there, there was only experiences. Mm -hmm. um, but that you can play uh, No Man's Sky in its entirety in VR. Grand is awesome. Turismo, Grand Resident Turismo, Evil. Resident Evil. Um, so there are some full games out there. Yeah. I'm sure Half-Life sure Alex was built from the ground Todd up for VR. Todd is going to immediately get to work on putting Skyrim VR on there. Um, is it not already on there? No. Oh. Um, That's weird. It will be. It's like the most played VR game. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, right? It's a fantasy game. You get to swing swords in VR. I would be tempted to play Skyrim again. And I don't even really like the game that much, so. Yeah, I almost bought it a couple times yeah. um, just to play it in VR to see what it's like. Yeah. Um, I think Fallout also has a VR mode. That's not on there yet either. So there are games that are available, obviously, but the most the majority of them are experiences over games. Uh, and then the biggest weakness right now is it's brand spanking new on this system. There's nothing. Like there's... Yeah. I don't know, maybe 20 titles. So. Well, the big thing too, outside of just PSVR 2, but just VR in general, is it's still in its infancy. So people are still playing around with standardizing things where mm -hmm. you're so far past that in consoles where like, you know, there's certain things you're just expecting a game to do uh, in terms of gameplay, in terms of button layout. If a game deviates, you're like, why the fuck is that not jump? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> VR is not there yet, but it's getting there. And so I think the, the big 100 hour games gaming sessions you might have not in yeah, once but like you know somebody God, putting somebody putting 100 hours into a game on vr is either going to be a vr enthusiast someone who's really into them mm -hmm. um i i consider myself uh pretty enthusiastic about vr but i've talked to people who when they saw me talk about vr on the show they only want to talk to me about vr so they're like just vr dudes and that's cool. They're going to be putting a lot of time into games, but there's also uh, social experiences that if you value the social VR world, um, I could see putting a hundred hours into certain types of games for that uh, as well. Cause a lot of people like to hang out with their friends in VR. Um, but uh, when, VR when, chat is huge. when it comes down to the, the, 
must play titles uh, for VR. Um, there's there's plenty of them, but now we also have like full fledged games you could play over and over and over again in VR. Um, so we're finally getting to and pretty quickly getting to that point where uh, we are getting those games that you, you got to play because I think a lot of VR games the experience is fun, but the, they're not designed in the same way uh, conventional games are in terms of like addictive factor the grind the i gotta play that right now it's just like oh i could throw vr on and have a crazy experience um and then when you have 90 percent of the games being like these novelty experiences and not full-fledged games um it doesn't leave you with much to put that much time into i also like that if you really want to um let's say you're in like a, a noisy environment right and you just kind of kind of like isolate yourself and watch something on a ginormous theater sized screen mm -hmm. you can do that um, yeah it's weird i uh i watched um something like youtube video or something and you can like set the size and stuff and make it look like you're in a theater or something mm -hmm. like that and it it gives you that like imagine if you had like a small room i can start going like dystopian stuff here but if you're in a small room and you wanted to have the experience of sitting in front of a, like a larger TV. You can do that in VR. It's really weird. And then, yeah, like you said, if you have like a decent headset, you can kind of transport yourself into a theater experience. Yeah, you can have an immersive movie experience yeah. without having all that um, living room equipment, basically. Um, now, I will say, obviously, it's a lot to ask someone to drop $600 on a piece of hardware. I You would have or to have disposable income. And if we're talking PC, even more. But... Uh, though you can get an oculus uh, i'm not a big fan of anything facebook related but me neither it is a Welcome. very consumer friendly headset um with a lot of cool tech so it just has stuff i don't want to involve myself with yeah um well yeah. they invested so much on that shit they're losing money elsewhere so yeah but yeah I, sticking to the playstation aspect of it um I'm just hoping to see more game, like full actual games come out. Mm -hmm. um, I'm okay with the experience stuff. I like that kind of stuff. But as someone, obviously, um, it sounds like you would prefer some meaty games. I would just keep your eye on it. So uh, Sony has shown that they're going to continue doing VR. So um, yeah. I don't think you need to be in a rush to pick one up. I, I love that, too. Because like with PSVR, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Hopefully it works. And now they're fully invested in a second one. I'm like, oh, so they're like going in well, on this. Well, and they recently have done mocap stuff now, too. So that's more virtual reality yeah. stuff. So Yeah, not to do console war stuff, but I thought I saw this meme where it's like 2023 Sony and it shows like uh, the PSVR 2. And then it shows, um, I guess Microsoft offers a toaster that looks like a Xbox. They did a fridge. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so they're just comparing the two in terms of offering. Um, I think Microsoft is working on augmented reality, if I'm not mistaken. They were doing that back like I, I in between 360 and Xbox One. But, you know, obviously the eyes are on there. But, I mean, so is Apple right now. So. I think they're going to fold at some point. They're probably already developing a VR thing. I feel like so many, especially when Facebook got so crazy about VR, I feel like Microsoft's going to have to do it. Well, just like Bing and fucking they're doing their own AI and they're, they're going to have to stay competitive. If, if everyone is deciding that they're going to keep doing VR, they will have to do it. Well, they're going to have to be competitive anyways, because um, I know there's plenty of people who don't like Apple out there, but Apple's investing in that stuff right now, too. Sure. Um, Everybody is, except think, for them. I think Apple's got a headset coming out pretty soon. So, 
I'm worried about Phil Spencer because like he's a good guy. I think he's he's awesome, but more and more people are talking about his leadership and how he's going all in on Game Pass, but it seems like they're neglecting a lot of stuff. Like Game Pass is awesome. It's a great value. It's insane. That's, that's how it's I'll word it. Stupid. Yeah. It's stupid value. And it devalues certain things. But like if you're paying for Game Pass, you get your fucking money's worth for sure. Um Yeah. But you know, what else is being talked about when it comes to Xbox? Not a whole lot. And I'm not saying that to be insulting. It's worrying because I want Xbox oh, to be yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. like celebrated. And I know people who are invested in Xbox and love Xbox are only gonna say positive things about that. Yeah, yeah. But um or, and they're going to hang on to stuff like Bethesda games and whatnot. At sure. This point, but. Um, but it just, it just feels like uh, in terms of like hardware and like key triple A games like that, um, you know, Redfall looks cool and Starfield will sell a lot, but yeah, it doesn't um, matter if the game's good. It'll sell, but I almost wonder, and I hate saying it, but I almost wonder if they need new leadership. Because Phil Spencer, I think, is just too too nice. It's possible. And I think his, he's just focusing too hard on offering people the easiest access to renting games. Um, and when people are, there's this whole theory that, like, it just doesn't make sense. But people are like, well, you know, Xbox people like to, to play the game on Game Pass, and then they buy. And then, like, I posted a thing in the Discord today that showed in the UK... Um, Wolong, 94% of sales, physical, not physical, but sales in general of the game were on PlayStation. 94%. Yeah. So people on Game Pass are not buying it. I saw a thing today. I hate having this conversation because obviously some people will get defensive about it. Sure. I'm going to lose like two subscribers um, from this. But Sony's year over year sales are like a 300% increase right now because PS5s became available. Yeah. Um, and Microsoft's are up still as well. Yeah. But I, Nintendo's did drop finally. They got to make new hardware. I, I know everybody's happy with the Switch. I love it too, but they got to make new hardware. But uh, the the difference was staggering. Oh, yeah. Um, and it sucks. So. I, that's, that's the fucking thing. I'm not even saying this as like, well, please, Sony's better. I'm not saying I fucking want them to be competitive. Well, I'm going to be straight up i'm a pc gamer so like. well that's the thing too <laughs> i'll talk about playstation some like on tiktok i'll say something about like a playstation or an xbox and be like well i play on pc i'm like bro i'm fucking on my pc 98 yeah. percent of the time but i play everything yeah um but the, like i said i'm concerned for xbox game pass is doing great yeah but xbox is a brand um i'm just sick of like people ragging on them and then people having to make excuses to defend it it'd be just better if i don't like either extreme i i, I blindly you know being a, a corporate lapdog and then just insulting the other one because for the lulls or whatever yeah the both are boring to me well just like when i see like playstation people like just excited that like to them xbox doesn't have yeah, anything that, that doesn't i'm like that's anything. fucking stupid too yeah. shut the fuck up like just don't, if you're not playing on Xbox, don't Sony, play on it. Sony has plenty of problems as a company. Yeah. They need someone to keep them in check. So Sure. Um, they, they all got issues. So, well, yeah, um, definitely. I just want Xbox to fucking just be doing awesome. Sure. I agree. Um, I'd also like to want to play a Halo game again. That kind of sucks. I don't like Halo anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, this kind of went off on a different thing, sure. but, uh, 
good way to end it, I guess. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, outside of uh, thank you, Ego Board, and everybody who commented on these videos. We always appreciate when you guys comment and join the conversation. And sometimes it creates a whole new conversation for us. I'm, I'm sure all of our regulars enjoy whenever a comment turns into a tangent. So. Yeah. Um, and for anybody who's a, like a, a fanboy, I'm not saying it negatively, of Xbox. If you're like super invested in Xbox, you don't like what we said, let's talk about it. Um, I feel like we're very fair on that conversation. Um yeah, in all, in all fairness, I, I have zero issues with, with Microsoft and their stuff. Sure. I want them to thrive. I have issues with Microsoft, but uh, as in terms of you know what I mean. their gaming, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I think it's everything, though. I think so, too. So, it was a lot longer than I thought we were going to sit here. So. For sure. But I'm, I'm not I'm, a complaint. I'm glad I stayed energized for this uh, commentary. I'm starting to get tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it is uh, 415. So yeah. uh, thank you for watching, everybody. I've been Seth. This has been Chevy. Thank you, Chevy, for joining me. Of and thank course. you guys for joining us for this conversation. Let us know what you think in the comments and uh, let's roll the outro. All right. That's going to do it for this episode 182 of Tasty Cast. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on our socials and streams link down below i am only streaming on youtube now so if you want to watch my streams you're in the right place uh check out our discord link down below you can talk to us anytime all the time we're on itunes spotify and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us in audio form i have a tiktok link down below you can watch my shorts there i wish i could upload them here and uh we have a patreon if you'd like to support this channel more than liking commenting sharing and subscribing if you're brand new and uh yeah, the likes really help a lot. So if you can like this video, I would appreciate it so much. And subscribe if you're brand new. So yeah, I've been Seth. And until the next episode, have a good one, guys. And take it easy. Bye.